This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Who's Sean between Lorkin and Birch? Finn Balor, should he be stripped of the NXT title? And in the hot tag news this week, Otis, should the Money in the Bank briefcase be taken away from him? And also, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view predictions with your host, Tony Diaz, Rick Serrano III, and Miguel Cole. And also joining us, a very special guest on an all-new episode of Wrestling POV Podcast. We got a special guest. Yeah, man, I can't wait. This is this is special. He he, he came afar. Yeah, afar, and it was on. But you know what, Rick? I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm gonna put you in the spotlight because mm-hmm. um, you were kind of bashing him last week on the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, and I kind of feel bad about it, you know, because and and, the, and it's, it has nothing to do with his muscular physique or anything or his great facial hair. It's just like one of those. Oh my God, Mister Rick, please, like. You don't have to apologize to me. Mr. Tony, you don't have to announce me as a special guest. I am just the intern. I do the soundboard every week. You know what, guys? I I started to feel like you guys didn't appreciate the work that I did for you guys. And I was going to send the nudes of you guys that I took of you two years ago. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who is this interrupting my time to speak? (laughs) Oh, hell no. Oh, hell yes. Who are you and why are you speaking during my introduction? Okay, listen up, bitch. My name is Miguel freaking Cole. Oh, my and Lord. I don't know who you are. Miguel, just sh- stop. He, yeah. He Miguel, go you. back to the yeah. soundboard so we can show Oye, him. oye, Miguelito, cállate su boca ahora mismo, cabrón. Oh, he's Damn. just assuming that I speak Spanish. <laughs> he does, by the way. So he, he's definitely understood. I would hope so. Well, you know what? Just because I am a well-traveled veteran, so to be able to speak some English, to speak some Japanese, to speak, speak some Spanish, I'm, you know, this, this Miguel Cole guy, I'm not sure who or what. I mean, if he's, he's an intern. Obviously, he's not getting paid, which is, <laughs> already more than, than enough that the fact that he's here because you guys are getting what you're paying for with him it seems that's true. Yeah. Yeah. well he brings the babes he brings the babes that's true he brings so, the babes um, you must be talking about the barbie dolls because uh and i don't mean the real ones either <laughs> listen man i've seen this picho it's so big hey hey if you've had your hand up his ass i'm sure you've seen it all so <laughs> Listen, all right, guys. We got the lone wolf, Andy Anderson. Like he said, the well-traveled veteran of the wrestling world is with us. He's also now part of the Wrestling POV family as a new co-host of Wrestling POV Global. Welcome, Andy. Thank you very much. That's a much, much better introduction. I think if you can uh, keep Miguel Coles, maybe we get a little hammer, we get a little nail, a couple nails or something, we nail that trap shut. Listen. And, uh, you know, you give me the proper respect I deserve. 
<laughs> from from you two gentlemen, you know, I, it's a pleasure for me to be here. I, I'm, of course, uh, it's an honor for me to be a part of the family. Uh, as I've joked with a few people already, I've you know I've been on uh, quite a few shows. So I think if you kind of hang around long enough, eventually you may as well just you know kind of let me in. Oh. But uh, see how I did that. Oh. But uh, no, on, on a serious serious note though, it's. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a great thing for me to be part of the wrestling POV family. Uh, I enjoy doing the quarantine show and the the global show, talking about AEW. And uh, as this is my first show with you gentlemen, this one here, uh, it's kind of the, the the virgin voyage, if you will. Uh, please be gentle. Oh yes. <laughs> well, you have, so... a, you have a lot of insight to give, so this this will be a fun show. So uh, awesome. let's get on with our Facebook uh, post polls and all that other happy horse shit on there and uh rick you wanted to do this one and it kind of went into your favor well explain why you did i mean i don't want to say that i did this on purpose or that i have inside sources with the wwe but the fact that i said last week that we were going to do danny birch and oni lorkin for who sean and they just so happen to win and wait before i say that you did call them jobbers. You did call them jobbers. But spoiler alert, they won the tag team titles that week. So <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's just one of the things that I do. And you know what? I'm glad that we did this. And I'm glad that they won the tag team titles because this is one of those hard-hitting teams. They remind me a lot of my man, Thatcher, right now. I love Thatcher. I love everything he does, his catch style, his wrestling style. Oni Larkin reminds me a lot of Cesaro with his hard hitting. Danny yeah. Birch brings that British strong style. You know, I, I'm the, starting to see a pattern with you though, Rick, because you're like yeah. that with Timothy Thatcher too. Yeah, I think it's just like I, I love this old school nature that they bring to the wrestling ring. I love the shoot wrestling that they do. Mm. Um, when it comes to this tag team of Birch and Larkin, though, I have to say uh, it has to be Oni Larkin as the Sean of this group, right? Mm. I mean. Elio did say Lorkin, and uh, uh, TJ said uh, Birch, um, which I was shocked by because I don't think Danny Birch does much. Uh, I haven't seen him do much in NXT. Yeah. Um, we know Oni, Oni Lorkin because he went up at one point to the main roster for a little while, mm -hmm. went to 205 Live for a little while, mm -hmm. wrestled against Cesaro, which anybody that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Cesaro, which I think Oni Lorkin can. Yep. Uh, makes you the hands down superstar of the group. And also, let's get down to the physique a little bit. Oni Lorkin is set. You know, he's he, he got a nice tone to his body. And then you got Danny Birch, who's developing a Rick Serrano gut. Now, Rick Serrano gut is what goes <laughs> over your tights. You know, his stomach is just starting to creep over those tights a little bit. I, I think, especially after what happened on NXT this week, and we'll get into that, I think now's the time to start hitting those crunches. But if I have to pick, I'm definitely going with Oni Larkin as the Sean of this group. What about you, Tony? Well, the same thing. You said it all. I mean, that it's the thing of it is that that's not really my style. You know, I'm I'm the type that I love a, a character build. I love you know not build, but you know I love character. You know, show character me itself. Yeah. <laughs> tell me why you want me to watch you instead of just the black trunks and the. No knee yeah. pads and, and the boots, you know, so, but, but you, everything you said though, did is exactly on point, but I would go with Lorkin as a Sean of the group. So. All right. And uh, we went with our, our fans and the fans voted 
66% for Oni Lorkin and 34% for Danny Birch. So there you go. They agree with us. Yeah, John Standard Lorcan... even chimed in and said, going Lorkin solely based on looks in the ring, he seems better. Yeah, that's it, it, it's it's one of those things. Uh, Danny Birch, I wish I knew more about him. Uh, mm. I just know him from this tag team, and that's about it. I don't know what he's done in England or anything like that. But for the time being, Oni Lorkin is the star of that team. Yeah. Um, let's move on, shall we? Well, who, do you got uh, anything else set up for the who, Sean? Uh, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't have anything well, off the top of my head right now putting me on the spot. Prepare. Yeah. Uh, well, let me see. Give me a second. Um, All right, well, uh, oh, you know what? No, I got one. I got the Viking Raiders coming up next week. How about that? You good with that? Yeah, that'll That's be interesting. Not as uh, easy as you would think. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Well, right, Andy seems to think it might be easy, but we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see you next um, week. You don't think so, uh, Andy? <laughs> I, I don't know. Part of it for me with, with these guys is uh, I think just because they have such a, a similar look to them, like even from – you know, like for me just yeah. right now, and they haven't been on TV for a while, so it's like, okay, which one is which? Like they don't stand out to me either mm-hmm. way. I know I know when they were doing a lot of stuff with the Street, street Profits, uh, there was the one that was always kind of like – he was the one that was getting the girls. Ivar. Ivar, okay, so, you know, maybe just because I don't know that if I'll be on for the next show, but I would maybe kind of give that that the nod to him just because if they were kind of playing that route as far as the writing goes, then there might be a little something more to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, oh, you're right. I don't know. I didn't, well, to me, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen enough of it. When I say I haven't seen enough of them, it's not kind of you know like this, like the Danny Birch, uh, Oni Lorcan thing where it's, I'm not really familiar with them. I mean, it is to an, a little bit, but for for what they've done uh, and how they've just been presented primarily as a tag team, like I haven't really seen anything of them beforehand. So yeah. it's just they're they're a tag team and nothing. Neither of them really stand out to me mm-hmm. either way. So that's why I think it's quite maybe okay. not be as easy as at least. For me, it wouldn't be as easy as maybe it is for you guys. Well, yeah, no, so. well, it, it, I think it's more difficult because we know more about them because they both have these certain set of skills, uh, like Liam Neeson, and they uh, can definitely. You don't know one stands out more in character, one stands out more in physical attributes. So it's right. like it's it's uh, it's a head. To, it's whatever you want. It's a coin toss. It's to tough, but it's one maybe one last point that I'll kind of make, kind of just to what Tony was saying about uh, uh, Birch and, and Loken there is even looking at these guys, like the point of, it's like, why am I watching you? Yeah. yeah. You know, what's making me entertain? What's, what are you going to entertain me with? And for those guys, and maybe it's because I'm not a big Viking guy or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but it, it's, yeah, like the, yeah. All, all the vignettes and stuff, all their stuff they're doing with Street Profits. I was kind of, kind of mixed on it because it's like, I, I appreciate that what they're doing and they're kind of developing characters. They're kind of working beyond the ring. So there's something to be said for that. But at the same time, uh, well, I'll throw yeah. this at you, Andy. I, I, I would tell you to go back and if you really want to check them out, check out their NXT stuff. Cause right. they're really good there. And ring of honor is where they really, really yeah. took off. So that's like, okay. Where, where they're really known for uh wwe we know this when you get called up from nxt yeah. they make a comedy act out of you these guys were monsters in nxt and in ring of honor and yeah. wwe just said you know what we're gonna make them a joke and yeah, <laughs> they, did, they did that unfortunately because they're, they're really good guys 
They are. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's your sneak peek uh, uh, for next week's uh, Who's Sean. That's uh, an extended sneak peek. That's an extended yeah. sneak peek, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the other uh, post that we got on our Facebook page, Finn Balor, will he be stripped of the NXT title? Um, now, the reason why I really wanted this post to be up is because that's what I've been hearing. Uh, they're coming out saying that this is going to be like – for Finn is going to be more like a, uh, a NXT jinx or, yeah. or a title jinx because he won the um, universal title but yeah. got hurt. He had to relinquish it. And for me, I'm going to throw this at you guys. Is it Has he really been the same after that, in your opinion? And then now, look, he gets sent down to the NXT roster, and then yeah, he's been there for, what, about a year, right? And yeah. then and NXT title and all of a sudden he gets hurt and now he's got to relinquish that so what do you guys Andy what do you what do you think about this whole situation with uh Finn do you really think it's a some kind of jinx that he has or just it, it's, bad luck a little from column a a little from column b <laughs> you know you, you gotta feel for the guy because such a tremendous talent mm-hmm. uh you know obviously very over with the fans can connect very well and when you're, you know, you're given the kind of green light to pursue that opportunity to kind of be put up at the top there. And, you know, like, you know, we all know, like we've all competed. We've all been a part of the business that you get that, like, you want to take that next step. You want to deliver, you want to show that you deserve to be there and you want to be able to kind of run with the ball. And for him, you know, it's like going to make it, going to make it. You made it. Oh, no, wait. You know, it's almost like Charlie Brown. This may be a dated reference. It's almost like Charlie <laughs> Brown and, and Lucy with the football, right? Yeah. Like you think you're going to get to go and then whoop, you know, it gets taken out from, you know, from underneath you and, and you're on your back. Um, you know, as, as to the question of are they going to strip him or not, I, I think they should. Although I think it's kind of funny because, you know, they not too long ago, they just played off Drew McIntyre having the broken jaw. Exactly. Yet, you know, still plays through it. Yeah. But, they can oh. talk and everything. <laughs> yeah, he can talk and go toe-to-toe with Randy Orton. But, uh, you know, Finn, we actually had, he had to have some surgery and his face is all bloated on social media. So, I, yeah, I, it, it sucks. But, I mean, I think they need to, to take the title away from him. And then when he comes back, reevaluate and see if you try and give him another, another go. Yeah. yeah. But, but do you think it's a jinx, though? Do you think he's jinxed? <laughs> Like I said, a little from column A, a little from column B. There, man, it's uh, you know maybe it's it's the bad luck that's part of the jinx. Maybe the jinx like is said, part of the bad luck. Last week, it, it like I said last week, it's the luck of the Irish. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> he just he just right. stepped into somebody's he stepped in somebody's weedies and just upset them. You know, he really he did something. He did something wrong in the universe a long time ago. Um. <laughs> Honestly, since so what happened was Karrion Cross had to give up his title, yeah, and then it opened up the door to Finn Balor getting it. Now Finn Balor is talking about relinquishing the title, yep. But then they're also talking about Karrion Cross making an early return, yeah. So if you can drag this out for maybe another week or two, if you can drag it out for another week or two, then I'd say give it to Karrion Cross. And just have Karrion Cross pick wait, up wait where minute, he why, left what, off. What do you mean drag it out for a week or two? How, if you can hold on without him relinquishing it for another two weeks. And then or if, and give it to Karrion Cross. Just ah. give it right back. Just give it back to him. He didn't lose it. <laughs> because we don't want to – you don't want to see another tournament. You don't want to yeah, see another a fatal four-way match. You know, it's just yeah. like – and you don't want to keep playing hot potato with the belt. Or just get Karrion Cross kill him. 
have him kill Finn Balor, yeah. and then have Finn take the time off and come back as a demon, and have the demon versus fucking Karrion Cross. I mean, it writes itself. Yeah, It'll be Halloween Havoc. I'll say it for Halloween Havoc next year. Can you imagine? That's <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. Ooh>. Magnus <laughs> Leisure, he says he's already shaving his head to build up a sympathy storyline. Oh. No. Is he? I hope he's not. I hope not either. I, I mean, this is, they, he posted a picture of Finn uh, shaving yeah. his head. Uh, oh, uh, Finn. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think a sympathy storyline would actually work for Finn Balor. Not for Finn, no. especially with this heel run he's been on lately. Yeah. Like, he yeah. needs to stay as the Prince Balor. And like, yes. No, no, don't do that. He sure do. So, uh, that little short this week on our Facebook poll, uh, post, but that's all right. So, anybody yeah. out there who wants to uh, either have a question or want us to do a hot tag news or anything you want, just put it on our Facebook page and We'll talk about it. Might make of fun course. of you. But we'll talk about it. Oh, we'll definitely make fun of you. And speaking of making fun of you, fifty-five percent of the people said yes, they should strip uh, Finn Balor of the title. Forty-five percent said no. Wow. So wow. Uh, people just don't want him to have the title. They're just like, Finn, <laughs> enough is enough, and it's time for a change. God damn it! Yeah, Owen Hart. There you go. So all right. So Rick, it is time for the wrestling news from around the world. Take it away. All right, before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. <laughs> All right. F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. Carmella turns 33 years old. Did you spell that right? No, I, I spelled it the fabulous <laughs> I, way. I, I was going to say. I spelled it the New York way, okay? <laughs> say, aren't, aren't you in the education industry? Oh, that didn't sound right to me. Listen, Maybe it's the American spelling or something. No, I don't know. it is 90s rap star fabulous. That's how he spells it. F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. All right? But, no, yes, she Babo. spells it F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. Yes. Wow, you sound nothing first. like her. <laughs> nothing. Nothing like Well, her. she definitely didn't sing that because it definitely no. would have sounded like me with a New York accent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right? But uh, happy 33rd 33, huh? birthday. 33, yeah. Making a comeback. Hasn't been there <laughs> since they announced yeah. to come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless they're thinking of teaming her up with Bailey or something to like make Sasha lose. I don't see what they're doing well, with her. It's going to be in a Hell in a Cell match. So, well, yeah. but anything could happen. Anyways. Anything can happen. Mm -hmm. um, you're messing with the real deal now. Dino yep. Brown turns 50. 50. Just a head shaking. Yeah. Wow. Where was he lately? Wasn't he uh, working? Dark was Sun he working backstage? Yeah, in Impact. WWE? Oh, Impact. No, Impact. Impact, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but he so also he did a couple uh, segments with, uh, I think, Dark Sided Ring. With yeah, with Owen Hart. Yep. Owen yep. Hart. Um, and, uh, you talked about Dark Sided Ring, right? Uh, not that yep. we're, there's new episodes coming up. We did mention yeah, that Jake the, Snake, yeah, Jake the Snake. Yeah, Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake, which is going to be fucking awesome. Uh, this guy, uh, Pillman. Brian Pillman. They're gonna do. Yeah. Um, they said thirteen episodes, which is the most they've done. I think. Wow. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, um, this guy, huh? This year, uh, 2021. Ah. Yeah. Ah, that's that's right around the corner. Right around yeah. the corner. Well, <laughs> well, unless we have the 13, 14, the 15 month of 2020. I was gonna say, although in 2020, uh, that's at least about two and a half months. That's about three years. So. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. 
Um, and last but not least, we mentioned this guy last week. He deserves a Dark Side of the Ring uh, episode. It's Scott Hall, turned 62 years old. Um, damn. Oh, damn. Um, but Scott Hall, man, we said it last week, man. Get yourself together, man. You can't what, be relying on DDP. Update on him? Anything? I haven't heard anything on 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 him at all. Except oh, that for since what that happened. signing or whatever. Yeah, the signing yeah. where he kind of yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, everybody was like, "DDP, you got to help him." And we're just like, "No, man, you can't." Like, DDP has already helped him out enough. He's got to yeah. do this for himself, you know. And we know the the trouble past he's lived, you know, having killed somebody before and having the alcohol abuse and the drug abuse. Um, yeah. What, what do you think of about that whole? You can you can lead the bad guy to water, but you can't make him drink. It's true. Drink the water, not, not alcohol. Drink. No, yeah, <laughs> that's why it's to the water. <laughs> we don't want him drinking anything but the H two O. No, um, no. Well, it is not. Wasn't he before? Like he he was taking some pills that even if he got near alcohol, he would throw up. Maybe he didn't take them that day. Who knows? <laughs> oh, he got used to them. You know. Yeah. But Heavy drinkers, you know, I don't know. Either way, wish wish the best for him that he can Absolutely. make you know, he recovers and we still yeah. have lots of years left in the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, with that being said, it's now time for the wrestling news from around the world. All right. Well, speaking of recovery, I gotta say this is a huge announcement on behalf of Wrestling POV. We are excited to announce. Paige, two years sober. Yes. Very Looks cool. good. Yeah. yeah. Very good. She did a before and after picture. And yeah. Was, wow. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a, a, a huge deal, especially, um, and, and I'm sitting here with two wrestlers who've done over 40 years combined in the wrestling business. And, uh, You've been wrestling longer than I have. Yeah. And, and you guys know that backstage, there's a lot of drugs and stuff like that, alcoholism. In the wrestling Lots business. Lots of temptation. Yes, there you go. That's a perfect word. Lots of temptation backstage, and mm-hmm. a lot of wrestlers have fallen to this. And we have seen a huge amount of wrestlers making these announcements of uh, recovery, which is huge. Dustin Reynolds, you know, is a yeah. big name there. I think, what, 15 years yeah. or something like that. Um, Paige is on for two years. You know, I hope Scott Hall can get back and, and, and see that, you know what? Anybody can do this. You know what? We all mess up. That's why we put erasers on pencils. So hopefully uh, Paige can continue. She, she said her brother is six weeks sober. And that's it. Listen, man, it's something, you know. Every step, you got to start somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking, yeah. Speaking of every step, you got to start somewhere. Keith Lee in New York City working on vocals for a new entrance theme. <laughs> um, right. So... When it comes to Keith Lee, people are not happy no. with him coming to the main roster, how be, he's been treated, with the ring gear, with his theme song getting changed, with this new nickname of Dragon, apparently. What? Is this oh, really? something that, yeah, apparently they called him Dragon during Monday Night Raw. I hope that is not what really? they're trying to get over because oh, that man. is not it. Huh. Um, they, and especially what happened on Monday Night Raw, we'll get into it. I'm not a huge anime watcher. Uh-huh. Is, is there any kind of dragon that's in anime that I don't know about? I mean, 
there's a dragon in every anime. It's like finding a fortune cookie at a Chinese restaurant. It, it's just one of those things where you're going to see a, a dragon everywhere. He's huge into anime. And listen, man, I don't know when this happened, but anime and wrestling are starting to cross. Right? And I've never watched anime a day in my life. Me neither. <laughs> and listen, not that there's anything wrong with that. Like no. you can he always tries to get me to watch it. Well, the reason why I brought that up is because sometimes they do have some creative control. And yeah. uh, if you remember, Keith Lee did come out as that one. He was cosplaying, actually, as somebody from anime. When it, yeah. it looked like he had a grass skirt on and the... the the, 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 outfit. the pads, yeah. It was yeah, yeah. atrocious. It was what? It was shoulder pads and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And then they, didn't the New Day do that for the one of the WrestleMania entrances when they yeah. came out of the cereal box or something? They were yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yeah, Dragon, yeah, there you go. I don't even watch that, but I heard of them. I, um, yeah. I heard of them. Oh, all the nerds are probably going to be like, what the hell is he I, <laughs> But, I mean, that's why I'm asking because he, I don't know. Oh, my God, I hope it's not, though. He, he can do without it. Yeah. He can do without it. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean... Wow, I mean, I think his new entrance theme is terrible. But like we said, they're trying to get away from those producers. Yeah, uh, CFO. the CFO. Um, hopefully, they can work on something that was similar to his old one. We'll see, um, because that way I can know what Keith Lee's theme is for a five-second shuffle. Um, with that being said, Tony, it's on to your rumors. All right. Dominic Mysterio recently said that there are still plans for him to put on a mask and change up his name. Rey Mysterio registered a trademark for Prince Mysterio, but now WWE has their own copyright, which is just Dominic. Oh. <laughs> a land of one name. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Andy, I, I got to ask you. Do you know what's this obsession that Vince have with just one name? Like I, I heard the, I heard his explanation for it, but I gotta, I mean, just, what, what was the explanation that you heard? Let me. I heard that he's he's he thinks that if somebody has a one-word name, that yeah. the fans would remember them more than if somebody had a two-word name. You know what I like? I, you know, like your name, Jesus. He he would probably just bring it down to just Andy. Andy, <laughs> the lone wolf, Andy Anderson. Just imagine Vince would probably Andy. have a you know. I you know, I, I give you a couple thoughts to it. Part of me is, and I mean, I don't think because you know Vince isn't a, a regular guy, but I mean, for a lot of people, you know, when you're hanging out, especially if you're on sports teams and stuff, if you're hockey or you're football, it's like, hey, Diaz, you know, hey, what's going on, man? Like, hey, Serrano, buddy, like, what's going on? You know, like, a lot of times yeah. people get the glass names, which is funny to me because through all my years from, from hockey and, and, and wrestling, you know, even you're kind of joking, say, oh, well, you would just be Andy. It's like, I never got my last name. Like, it was always, I was always Andy. That That's what it was. <laughs> so that's kind of, kind of funny. Um, to me, though, that thought process, and I mean, Obviously, I'm not Vince. Who am I? Because I'm not, you know, up in Titan Towers. I'm here with you two. Well, he's listening. <laughs> he's listening. He of listens course, to our show course. every week. But uh, to me, that's that's a that's a horse before the cart kind of thing. I, I think yeah. you, I, to me, it's not you start them with one name and they do it. It's like look at Eddie Guerrero. You know, people you say Eddie, mm -hmm. people know. Especially if you're talking like wrestling lady, you're talking Eddie, you're talking Hulk. Uh, you know, some of the, some of the names like that. Uh, and, and even into like mainstream media, there's there's not a lot. I mean, you can go into like Elvis, yeah, as someone there. But um, yeah, 
I don't know. I, and <laughs> I, I think the other thing is, is when that happens, and this is, I think to me, and you guys know from, from my chats on quarantine and, and global, uh, a lot of it for me is the evolution of wrestling, the evolution of society, the, the, the parallels between the two, is you're almost trying to force something to make it special rather than grow organically. And I'll use Eddie Guerrero as an example. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, okay, well, they never was like, oh man, we'll just call him Eddie. You know, it was like, you know, Eddie Guerrero got so over, you could just say Eddie. Mm -hmm. To me, you know, the equivalent would be with this is like, you know, you get Dominic Mysterio. We kind of seen him from, you know, from day one kind of thing from WWE. And if he grows on where originally Dominic Mysterio or Prince Dominic just becomes Dominic. Yeah. I, to me, that makes more sense. It gives it more legitimacy, more credibility versus, okay, you're just going to be Dominic. You're going to be Snitsky. You're going to be Sullivan. You're going to be Braun. Like, <laughs> There's, no, there's nothing that becomes nothing special anymore because yeah. everybody's one name. Yeah, and, and that's what he looks like he's been trying to do for the longest time, too. Because yeah. uh, even like Buddy Murphy, like I like the name Buddy Murphy, but he took yeah. Buddy out and said, your name will be Murphy. And it's like, I can't get behind that. No. Yeah, See, I don't, I, although to me with that one, I, I want to say I get it a little more, but it just became... It's because I use the words like, hey, bud, hey, buddy, a lot. So to me, it's like, I can see where you wouldn't maybe not take it. It's just, especially when you, only, when you give them the heel run and stuff. Yeah. It's like, like, to me, it's just like, buddy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like Murphy or, you know, if they made him the disciple or something, maybe that would have yeah. worked a little bit better. I can kind of see that. But uh, it, it actually, just even if we're talking Ray Mysterio, like, he's another one. Like, we say Ray Mysterio, but you can say Ray. Yeah. Yeah. We know who you're talking about. But that's something that's been built and earned. Yeah. Rather than given. Then just straight up. Yeah. Rick, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I mean, I first of all, you know how I've been feeling about Ray Mysterio and his whole family these last six, seven, eight, nine, twenty-nine months of the same storyline. I'm over it. I just think what needs to happen now is we. Just move on. Make him Prince Mysterio. Don't give him just the one name. Because Dominic, first of all, Dominic's not even a, a strong name. I no. mean, it's not for not for him. I don't. Isn't it a donkey or something in a Christmas song? Dominic, Dominic. the donkey. Yes, Dominic exactly. Donkey. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? You Italian over there? Hey, oh. <laughs> Forget um, yeah. about it. Dominic the donkey is yeah exactly what he looks like. The the back end of it. Um, but yeah, I have if to they say, had a li- if there was a live crowd, I could see that getting picked up if they oh, opened people yeah. were buying into him. No, yeah. oh, for sure. I think put the mask on him. Have Murphy or Seth fucking torch his face, like Tony said. Have him yes. torch his face. Put on a mask. Prince Mysterio is born. He yes. needs to hit the gym anyway. He needs mm-hmm. to fucking work on his craft because I'm sick of seeing arm drags over and over with him. <laughs> and it's one of those things where he needs to get. He he got shot to the moon. Right? A lot of people never main evented Raw. A lot of people never main evented a pay-per-view and shit like that. And he's already out there doing all these things. Yeah. You got to give him time off to to hone in on this craft of his. And do not call him Dominic for the love of God. Prince Mysterio is a name. That is fucking gold right yeah. there. Give it to him. Why are you the way that you are? Damn. Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. What did I say wrong this time for him to do this thing? I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. That's fucked up, man. I just, I just, 
<laughs> Mr. Rick, sometimes you just talk too much, and I can't stand it. <laughs> I cannot believe the higher production value. There must be a lot more dollars invested here than quarantine and global, that's for sure. <laughs> well, when you're first, you're best, you know what I'm saying? I, well, I don't know if you're the best, but when you're first, I guess, you know, you get, uh, you get, you, you get to put your hand first into the cookie jar, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we didn't choose Miguel Cole. He chose us. Yeah. Uh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Brock Lesnar could be making his return this Sunday at Hell in the Cell to start a feud with Drew McIntyre and get his rematch for the WWE title. So. Um, you know what? I'm not mad. Not mad at it. No Paul Heyman, though? That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. He needs to you know, unleash the beast now. You know what? No Paul Heyman stopping him. No fucking talking. Rip the cage off the, the the door off the cage again like he's always done. Yeah. Go in there, do the same shit he always does. I'm fine with it because you know what, Drew McIntyre, we said it, it's starting to grow stale. And but I think fight or I, I honestly think it's because there's not a crowd there. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree with that. But you know what, Brock coming in there, pissing people off again, taking the belt off of Drew. Mm-hmm. That's something to look forward to. Uh, It'll crash the internet if he wins that title. Are you kidding me? I, and you know what? I'm I'm a I'm a big Brock fan. And there we go. You know what? There's another one name, right? Like even when you first said Brock's coming back, you don't you know. But um, I I I agree. I think it's. I mean, it's been. I think it's you know tough for everybody, tough for the wrestling business. They're doing the best they can, mm-hmm. given you know not having that live audience. But uh, yeah, I, Drew McIntyre. Any just any of these guys are kind of put into that situation for the first time. It's. I don't want to say it's no way. If anything, they've got nothing to lose because yeah. if they can succeed in that environment, awesome. If yeah. they don't succeed, man, we didn't have that live audience. It's a totally different beast. Yeah. Um, to have Brock come back, you know what? As much as me as a fan, I would enjoy it. I still, <laughs> I, I. It's funny because I can, I control with the best of them about you know with Brock Lesnar with the, the the haters and stuff. I know there's some people locally. I've got some friends that uh, just absolutely hate Brock, and then you know I can send them little memes and I can send them stuff whenever Brock is <laughs> moving things, just just you know to push the buttons. Um, but I think to me, you know, I don't see the TV draw in Brock. Like to me, he's a guy that needs to have an audience. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like with Drew. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, anybody does, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where I, j- I just mean like more so than than most. I mean, like yeah. I guess everybody can feed from it because I mean the same thing, Dominic Mysterio. Because you know, then we'd be getting the reactions of, okay, well, this guy feels more like a star. This guy doesn't. The crowd's responding to this, not responding yeah. to that. Um, but having said that, that's where I I believe Brock is a special. He needs the crowd needs to be there for for Brock yeah. for for me. Yeah. Well, it's just when uh, I think it was a while, a while ago, we talked about it even with uh, Jeff Hardy. You know, he mm. his promos are just atrocious, but you know, because he feeds off the crowd when he's doing yep. his promos, and it's just twice as hard for him to do these promos without. Oh, God. Yeah. I, yeah, even for, you know, on a, you know, kind of at the more local level, independent level. For, for the way that I roll as a heel, a lot of my shtick these days is the promos and the interaction with the crowd. So yeah. for me, 
you know, I totally understand that. And if I was to go back, like I know we've, you know, there's some shows around here, but you know, you're, you're only allowed so many fans and whatnot. And, and not to discredit because sometimes you can have a crowd of 20, 50, 100 that can be louder and more into it than a crowd of like 500 or 1,000. But man, it's like, you know, I just, it's, I'm, I'm waiting for the day that we can have more of like a regular crowd come back. And I'm sure these guys, it's, it's you know, tenfold. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, just to throw this out there, Andy, if you're looking for a manager or anything. <laughs> oh, Mr. Rick, do you have no shame? What's wrong with you? What, what? When I get, when I get, uh, you know what, when, when things calm down and, uh, and the, the comeback tour happens and I make it up to uh, New York or we get down to New Mexico or something or we all get together like in Las Vegas for the Cauliflower Alley Club or something, yes, sir. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Definitely, for sure. There you go. All right. See, and- Miguel, it worked. But, oh, <laughs> and finally, Plant the seed. The Survivor Series this year will be built around The Undertaker and uh, and it being 30 years after his debut. He is <sighs> to appear on the show, but not Russell, you say. Mm. I'm going to say this, and this is going to piss some people off. Uh, and you I, know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Because, right. listen, Undertaker to me is top two. He's my second favorite wrestler of all time. Bret Hart, number one. I'm over it. He needs to stop. He's destroying his legacy. I get it. Vince McMahon signed him to a lifetime contract. He's going to be there for the rest of his life, even beyond the grave. Yeah. He needs to stop showing up on TV. He needs to j- just enjoy your life. Rick? I, I understand. I understand. But let this be the end of it then, you know? Because there are already whispers going around. Oh, one more match. One more match. Yeah. And it's just like... You know, we thought the worst of it was over. He had a great fucking match with AJ. Yeah. End on that high, brother. Because we we say this all the time about wrestlers. They want to end on their back with the looking up at the lights. Yeah. Undertaker, those times in Saudi Arabia was terrible. Your match against Roman. Remember those moments. How badly you felt. Right? <laughs> Don't do this. I think the one shot is, that hurt him the most was uh, his match with Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> oh, yeah. had, had to have been. Had to have been. What are your thoughts on this, Andy? The Goldberg one and the, uh, what was the other Saudi one? The, the DX Mace one. Was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's a fine line. I, you know, with, the, with Taker kind of pulling back the curtain as a fan and someone in the business, I, I, I love it. Like the, uh, what, what, what was the the series, The Last Ride or whatever oh, yeah. that they were doing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome. I love it to, to kind of, you know, see some of the insights and stuff over the years. Uh, very cool. I, I would actually, just because we were speaking of him, I would like to see something like that on Brock one day. Oh, yeah. Because I think that'd be very interesting because, you know, it's, he, to me, he still doesn't get the credit that I think he deserves as a worker. And you're mm-hmm. starting to see, like, more of the guys like Drew and some of the other guys actually putting him over, saying, like, hey, like, if he likes you, if you want to work with you. You know, like Kurt Angle said it too, and and I believe it. Like you can see when he's working his ass off with some of these guys, and a lot of times it's the smaller guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I would love to kind of, you know, whether it be the Broken Skull session with Stone Cold to do another one there, or uh, to have like another series like you know Welcome to Suplex City or something like that, and and you know you have a four or five parter. But with with Taker. Um, I'm okay with the 30th anniversary thing as long as it's not too much. I mean, I just, they're doing like a 30 days of the dead man on the network and there's a bunch of stuff. It, it, it's almost, 
Yeah, it's all it's it's getting close to being overkill. <laughs> it, it's getting close to where you're gonna see the mass production Undertaker T-shirts out in Walmart or something. That's yeah. that's the kind of feel that that kind of I don't want to I hesitate to say cheapens it, but it's yeah they've they've pulled so much in the curtain. I yeah I don't want I'm trying to think of like a really bad porn comparison, but it's. <laughs> I don't need to see completely everything deep down right in there. Yeah. It's, you know, you've pulled back the curtains. I've got to see some of the magic. I've got to see the person. I've got to connect. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> no, it's true. You're right. It's true. He's absolutely right. And, and Vince, if you're listening, uh, we own. What do you mean, all... if? I thought you well, said he does. He does. He does. But sometimes he goes on a little hiatus. Okay. Oh, shit. They, they figured us out. No, guys, get out of here. Um, Vince, um, I'm letting you know that we own the rights to uh, Suplex City series. We own the rights to uh, <laughs> any story that Andy just said about Brock Lesnar. Um, that's going to be our thing. And uh, Brock, if you want to do an interview, fuck Stone Cold Steve Austin because he doesn't even like you. Come to the Wrestling POV <laughs> podcast today and we would definitely do an interview with you. That'll be awesome. Uh, can I can I, I put myself over and give you one short Brock Lesnar story the one time I met oh, him? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I met him at a show, backstage at WWE show. This would have been 2002 uh, in Red Deer, Alberta. So for those of you that aren't aware, that's kind of like in between. In Canada, there's a province called Ooh. Alberta. <laughs> and the two major cities is Edmonton, which is like the capital city, and then with Calgary. the Oilers play. Not, exactly, very good. Not not the uh, Tennessee. What, no, the, what no, they're not. They're is it the Houston Oilers? What's Houston? Houston what, is that the yeah. Houston's yeah, Texans yeah. now. Oh, the Texans. Okay, whatever. There used to be Oilers the Oilers. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, the Oilers, the Calgary Flames. So anyways, it's kind of like halfway, regardless, because um, I was going there to meet up with my friend who we mentioned earlier in the show, D'Lo Brown. And so I was hanging backstage and Brock was there and I was talking with D'Lo and D'Lo's like, hey, like, you know, Brock, like, come on over here. And he's like, you know, this is, uh, this is my buddy Andy. He's wrestled a lot in Puerto Rico. And he was super nice, like very pleasant, very respectful. It's like, hey, like, nice to meet you, man. Like, it, was, it was just a brief thing. But I mean, even in then, like 2002, like Brock Lesnar, I mean, you hear so many like crap stories about him. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if it was because I was with D'Lo and kind of you know, got that little bit of rub, but it was just a very nice, respectful exchange. Right. And I thought that was just super cool. So. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, oh Mr. Rick, do you, do you hear this guy name dropping? It's like, geez, Louise, get a room or something. Wow. Hey, hey, Miguel, because we leave you on the floor most of the time, when I drop these names, if you don't mind picking them up for me and giving them back, I'd appreciate that. Thanks, bud. <laughs> oh, for sure. He is an yeah. intern, by the way. So. Make, make, yeah. it, make it good, you know, useful for something, right? That, that's part Definitely. of it. So, all right, that's all I got for the rumors, Rick. What do you got for the injury? All right, injuries. Uh, got two. Uh, Ray Phoenix possibly concussed no. um, uh, after uh, AEW match, which we'll definitely, definitely cover. Um, but uh, he will be replaced by his brother, Penta. So uh, against Kenny Omega in that tournament. So he'll be out. So possible concussion. And then the other one is one that really fucking irritated me was Alex Reynolds. Man. And and I'll just go over it now because this match was definitely not a high or a low on uh, AEW Dynamite. Alex Reynolds from the Dark Order getting leg dropped by Private Party. Landed right on his head. uh, Stiffened up in the ring. And was there for about two minutes before anybody noticed him. 
And uh, FTR dragged him to the corner to make the tag to get him out of the match, which, again, not smart to do. I get it. You're on live TV. You want to keep the match moving. But to pull him like that into the corner, not the smartest thing. Um, But whatever. They moved on, right? Referee finally notices it after a little while that this guy's rocked. And then they have him complete a spot with the Young Bucks. And then he rolls out the ring. And then the doctors and everybody gets on it. So AEW Medical, I know he, Alex Reynolds from the Dark Order, gave you guys a shout-out, saying you guys took good care of him and you guys were right there. That's because he doesn't want fucking uh, a bad name in the back. He's going to lose his job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that, come on, guys. I, like, that is so dangerous. The guy was, his arm stiffened up. Like, his arm yeah. was stuck up. Like, you know when in UFC, when they get knocked out, they yeah. get rocked. They're just stiff. That's what happened to him. And he was literally just laying there in the ring. Um, he says he's fine. Um, so we can just wish him the best. Uh, but, damn, man, like, that was a huge moment. And I'm glad the guys at Global put the referee in the book. Because he absolutely deserves to be there, not only because of missing spots, but missing a blatant fucking concussion in the middle of the fucking ring. It, it was terrible. So, uh, well wishes and hope you guys get better. You both love uh, Great Phoenix and Alex Reynolds. And that is all I have for the injury, Tony. All right, let's get into our hot tag news this week. It's about Otis. Should the WWE take away the money in the bank contract from Otis? Yes, no, or shouldn't have won it. So <laughs> those were your three choices. Um, I wanted to put that in there this week as the hot tag news because uh, I've been seeing a lot of hate towards Otis winning this uh, Money in the Bank contract. Uh, Faye Balmer said, no, Otis should keep that uh, or keep the belt. It's not a belt. Sorry. It's, it's not a belt. Nice. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Markel Calbreezy Brown. Uh, shouldn't oh, have won it. Heavy Machinery uh, should have stayed a team and won the tag titles. Um, I agree with they never that. never won the tag titles, right? No, and they should have won it a bunch of times. They went for the titles a couple of times and just came up short every time. Uh, well, Magnus Leisure, he wrote a novel. But, uh, he said taking it uh, away is a cop-out. He, he won it, which was an odd choice, but I like an unpredictable element to my pro wrestling pers- personality. Uh, personally, sorry. Uh, he proved that he can get over and stay over on his own merit. He raised Tucker and Mandy's status. You think that's true? <laughs> that's definitely true. Yeah. I don't know about yeah. Tucker. I don't. I don't think he did much for Tucker. Yeah, because uh, Tucker seems to like being hey, the bad Tucky, boy. Tucky boy, Tucky. Oh, Tucky, hey, Tucky, Tucky, Tucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said, uh, "Now, while I can't see Otis winning a brand's main championship, but." There, that's never been a prerequisite of winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. Cena cashed in and lost. Corbin cashed in and lost. Sandow, etc. That's pretty good company to be in right there. <laughs> Let Otis keep his effing briefcase. It's to his advantage, uh, advance and uh, slash or squander. All right. You know what? Um, we're not going to go any further on the comments for hater comment of the week we're gonna give it to that guy because you made tony say the word prerequisite Prerequisite. so (laughs) because of that and you know about tony's thick tongue disability you're going (laughs) to be the hater comment of the week 
And the Hater Comment of the Week is brought to you by Kenny Casanova, the biggest hater we know. Go to WOHW.com and purchase a book today from Kenny Casanova. He's written books for many legends as Dangerous Danny Davis, Tito Santana, uh, Vader, Kamala, Sabu. And he even got a coloring book. And he even has a sci-fi book that he's written on his own and not even wrestling related. But I had to throw it out there because that's what he wants me to say. But go to <laughs> WOHW.com today and Buy a fucking book for the biggest hater I know, Kenny Casanova. Getting back to the hot tech news, um, Tucker, uh, I think, Tony, they need to take it off of him. I don't know how. You notice? Uh, yeah, yeah take, the, take, the, take the briefcase off of him. I don't like what they're going to do, spoiler, uh, with his match against The Miz. Um, I think you have him try to cash in and have him lose real quick, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I thought the idea of trying to get Manny back by giving up the, the contract was a good idea, but they never yeah. went forward with that. I think just having him, you know what? He sees his moment. The Usos take out fucking Reigns or something, and he's like, you know what? Let me, hey, Tucky, I'm going to go up and going to fight <laughs> the Roman Reigns. And uh, he gets his ass pummeled, and I'm fine with that. At least he tried. Well, I mean, back. after what happened on SmackDown, so yeah, we'll see. So. Andy, what are your thoughts on this whole debacle? Well, to me, I think him originally winning it, I don't think they had a plan. I think it's, <laughs> he was the flavor of the week, and it was like, hey, this new will be kind of funny. No one, as the one reader, you know, as the one uh, listener said, like it was, it was a nice little swerve. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. definitely. But, <laughs> yeah, but I, but I think it was done more just because, like I said, he was the flavor of the week at the time, and. Yeah, we'll figure it out later. I don't think there was a definite plan. I did mention a few times on the show, too, that Vince is very high on Otis. Like, he loves Otis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, I agree with the idea that if he would have given it to to Mandy, I thought that would have been a nice way to kind of get out of it. Mm. Um, I think now, I I don't know. Because even if if Miz gets it, I don't... I mean, no, can he still get away? Yeah. Can he still get away? I mean, because if it's his to choose, can he? Why can they still go after a tag title? Yeah. yeah. So maybe you know Never that. Done before. You know, and I mean, yeah. even though they're on separate brands, I, I yeah. yeah. See, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I. It's a tough situation, but. Uh, it, it is. I don't it, know how I would book. Uh, or how about this? I got it. I think I got it. Have Tucker help Otis win at Hell in a Cell, and then because. Otis, because Tucker helped Otis win, Otis uses that contract to get Tucker back on SmackDown and yeah. make him a tag team again. Or, or as, uh, just, as, just as you start talking, I'm like, or maybe, you know, because of the way WWE works, some magic, maybe they finagle a trade. And uh, that, you know, nobody knows about that Miz. And, you know, it wouldn't be something if, like, Miz and Morrison won the tag titles and then they find out, oh, you know, Otis and Tucker come out like, hey, you know, we you tried to screw us over legally. We had this thing happen. We traded Tucker for a draft, future considerations or something. Something stupid because yeah. that's most of this draft stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, for me, it's like ever since Otis, well, Otis winning this Money in the Bank, I think he's probably the only one that is in a difficult situation. <laughs> because even like after watching SmackDown, they're like, well, he does have a year to, you know, to cash it in and da da da. But, you know, you look at everybody else who's had that briefcase before him, it was an easy sell, I guess. You can yeah. Say. yeah. But for him, it's like, who's he really going to cash it in on? Well, let me yeah. ask you this. 
Is he the worst Money in the Bank winner ever? Is hmm. it, like, who can you think of that's probably worse than I, him? Maybe in a sense. I mean, because it depends on how you felt about Baron Corbin when, when he had it. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, even, even Damian Sandow, I think, was pretty over when, <laughs> you, you know, he, when he won it. I My issue, and I, and I think we discussed this with, uh, or not necessarily with, with Otis per se, but you put that on someone that's essentially a comedy character. And comedy characters, yeah. they're they're fun, they have their spots, but they're not main eventers. You know, you look at uh, Santino years ago, you know, he had a couple of brushes with it. There was the one time, I think it was Hell in the Cell or something with, uh, you know, where it came down to like him and Daniel Bryan or whatever. The Chamber. The crowd, a chamber, sorry, the Elimination Chamber. The crowd bought into it, you know, they were so into it, yeah. but it's just like he came up short. And, and I think that's whatever happens with, with him here is he has to come out short because mm-hmm. as a comedy guy, you're just, that's, I mean, just not a, not a main event draw to me. Yeah. Not a, not a, not a legitimate, sustainable one anyways. Yeah, but I mean, the thing of it is, is like I said, Vince is really high on him and you know, there's only so far you can go with yeah. the character with Otis. Uh, yeah. I mean, unless they do something really drastic, you know, to, to do the sympathy thing with him maybe would work, but I don't see it any other way. He's, he's too much of, I don't know. And, I and, mean, you can make him the modern day Bastion Booger. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna throw this out there too. I think you know, if, if the crowd, if there was a crowd, I think we yeah. have have a different answer. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know what? I, I would agree. My the other thing, and I'm trying to spitball as we're talking here. Yeah, and, and it's tough because. Not because they're they're married, but just you know because Maurice has been a part of WWE. Unless there was something where there was a swerve, where you know somehow Mandy ended up turning on Otis, causing him to lose it, right. and then siding with Miz and Morrison, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and at least that you know that's a way to get him all get it off of him, give sympathy, yeah. still give something. But then to me, it's like okay, well, you know, we know there's Miz and Misses and stuff, so. <laughs> That's already out the bag with that one, but yeah, it's a really tough situation for him. Wait a second. Wait a second. I got it. I got it. I got it. I think I got it. You take it off by having the Miz win it, Money in the Bank. He cashes in on Drew after Orton Clunk kicks him, wins it, and then Brock gets a title shot on Monday night. Against the Miz? Against the Miz and takes it (laughs) in seconds. Okay. Sure. I mean, we'll take something right now. Yo, you know, many and, things and have happened. I was going to say, in WWE Universe, anything is possible. It's true. Yeah. That is um, true. We went to because, our so, Sorry, because wouldn't it make more sense for that Drew would get a rematch first before Brock? Yeah, you would think so, right? That would, yeah. but but Brock sets, like we said, Brock sets his own rule. Yeah, yeah He sir. does whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, but our poll results, uh, 31% said yes, take it off for Otis. 53% said no. And 16% say he shouldn't have won it at all. So Otis wow. seems to have a following here. At the love. Where 53% said, you know what, no, don't take it off them. They like the blue-collar people, guys. I, I mean, know. that's what it is. If, if know, it's we, working, a lot of people can relate to them. Yeah. Obesity in the United States is a huge thing. <sighs> Am I going to get heat for saying it's kind of, you know, the lowest common denominator? <laughs> that's what you're identifying? That's what you're going with? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, we say yeah like that when we don't understand what you're talking about. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's the hot tag news this week. If you got any uh, ideas or suggestions, throw it on our Facebook page. We could very well use it as a hot tag news for that week, and we'll talk about it on the show, and we'll give you credit for it. Sure, why not? Uh, let's take a quick pause. Uh, when we come back, we got This Week in Wrestling, and, of course, we have the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view where we will give our predictions on the show. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be right back. This is Chavo Guerrero Jr. Listen to the Wrestling POV podcast. You guys truly bring the Latino heat. Viva la raza. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestlingpov. Get yourself a Wrestling POV podcast shirt today, including one with the Wrestling POV global guys' names, the legend, and the gentleman pointing downward for you fellows out there. Mm-hmm. And also, we have one with Miguel. Oh, I Cole. get it. Yeah. Yeah. And we have one with uh, Wrestling POV and graffiti. And we also have a Wrestling POV uh, logo one. And we also have one with all of our absurdities, all the different words we've used on this show before on our shirt. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity. 1999. Guys, we're giving you a lot of content out here. We got Wrestling POV Podcast every Saturday on iTunes, YouTube, Poppy, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio for free, as well as Wrestling POV Global every Friday with TJ Logan, Elliot Canella, and newcomer, the lone wolf, Andy Anderson. Yeah. And they cover everything around the world of professional wrestling outside of WWE. And guys, we also have WPOV Quarantine, which we just yeah. had fucking Savio Vega, guys. Yep. We just had Savio Vega. They talked about wrestling families. You don't want to miss out on that. And guys, I hear something wacky is coming up down the pipeline. You don't want to miss that opportunity of what Wrestling POV Quarantine got. It's a legend. And I'm just going to leave it at that because... You know, sometimes they don't, they confirm, but then they don't confirm, and then we look stupid. But I can tell you, <laughs> it's kind of wacky. Um, and we, and so we can make ourselves look stupid all on our own. We don't need anybody's help. Exactly. <laughs> and then let's not forget, which you can catch after every pay-per-view, WPOV Aftermath, and especially this Sunday after Hell in a Cell, you'll catch us giving you the aftermath of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. So that's four shows, four different uh, POVs, coming all together at one show. You don't want to miss it out on all four different four different shows all on our networks of Wrestling POV Podcast. Just buy a fucking shirt for $19.99 for the love of God. We put our hearts and souls on the line and you people are just taking advantage of it. Mr. Rick, calm down. I can't. I'm sorry. I just want to make some money. And hey, you know what? You know what? It's these t-shirts. Remember, I mean, granted, you know, this is COVID time, so the time might be a little different. But Christmas is coming up. The holidays mm-hmm. are coming up. Yeah. If you need a gift Hanukkah. idea, Hanukkah's coming, Kwanzaa, whatever it is you celebrate. Yeah. But remember, like, you know, I know UPS, uh, Canada Post, I'm sure the, the U.S. mail system, everybody's saying if you're doing Christmas stuff, sending stuff, do it earlier because things are going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. So order your shirts now. There you go. Exactly. Right now. Exactly. Right now. And, and, and if you buy a shirt right now, Andy will match it at 100 times the rate. So if you buy one shirt, he will buy 100 shirts. Yes. Yes. Yes, I will. And exactly. uh, that's because I'm being funded by my, uh, by my new sponsor, Miguel Cole. 
There you go. <laughs> wow. He's got the, he's he's got the, uh, that under, underground intern dollars there. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. He's got more money than all of us. I don't know how. He's an intern. But anyway, Tony, this week in wrestling, let's get raw. Let's get into raw notes, shall we? All right. Uh, for me, this was about a subpar raw. Well, no, you know what? I don't even want to say that. Actually, you know what? Before I even go into my raw notes, I will say this. Okay. Between Raw, NXT, AEW, and SmackDown, almost all the same points of, of the ratings. Right. At, at, when I say it at the end, you guys, I didn't, like, because I normally don't add nothing up until the day before the show. And okay. that's how I, you know, because I don't, I don't want to be influenced by anything. So I do that, and I was just in shock when I saw this. So just remember <laughs> I said that, because I'm going to repeat it again later on. But my low points for Raw for me was, um, where is it? I had it here. Oh, the Elias segment. Didn't like it. I gave it a 0.5. I just wasn't, for me, I thought they could have built him up a little bit better than doing a concert. It's, I'm like, no, I really was not interested in that. Um, Rick, what was your low points of it? So, wait, you're telling me you're not a fan of musical acts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll definitely uh, keep that in mind for AEW. Um, Making a note there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. For me, the lowest point had to be Heavy Machinery defeating the Miz and Morrison. I gave that a point five. I uh, Grand Gordo, I'm not a fan of. I just <laughs> I like this was this was an opportunity. Are you being racist? No, I'm being something else. Um, <laughs> my thing is this. This was an opportunity to get Tucker away from Heavy Machinery and build a new tag team with somebody else because, yeah. again, we said Tucker has potential to be a star on his own. He has potential to work with another partner. And keeping him like this with Otis makes you realize maybe he can't, you know, by having Otis there again. And also another point five I gave out was Kofi Kingston defeating Sheamus. What are they doing to Sheamus? Like, what, what is your plan for Sheamus to lose to Kofi clean? Kofi was so unbelievably sloppy in this match. I mean, watching it, it was just like, this was Sophie circa 2011 when he, like, kicked uh, Miz straight in the face with yeah. the trouble in paradise. It's just like, come on, guys. Like, I don't get it. And I have to say this. The New Day is just obscene. They are getting to a point, and, and Stephanie McMahon said it on Friday. They did it again on Monday when they were saying, uh, what were they saying? Oh, spreading their seed. Yeah. Johnny Appleseed. It's spreading Apple. their seed and stuff like that. We're spreading our seed. Spreading our seed. Guys, man, it, it, it's just unnecessarily obscene. Like, you don't need to be doing that. Like, and you're, you're the kids, the, the one that the kids go towards. And you're on TV having Big E gyrating his dick and balls all over on Friday SmackDown. And then you got the spreading seed on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Like, it, it's enough is enough, and it's time for a difference. Um, I have to say, 88% That's not of the how people, it goes. 88% of the people said that the New Day is obscene and it needs to stop. 12% of the people said they get their rocks off on this stuff. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, those are my low points. Uh, Kofi defeating Sheamus and Heavy Machinery defeating Miz and Morrison. Those are my lowest points of uh, Monday Night Raw. Andy, do you have a low point of Raw that stuck out to you? 
I, I got to be honest because uh, the way my Monday evening went, I didn't get to see Raw firsthand, and then I was skimming through it a lot. And then to top that off, uh, you know, this me appearing on this show kind of came about uh, just from earlier in the day when you kind of started constantly begging me to be a part of the show. Yes. So I wasn't totally prepared. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember offhand because it was a lot of skimming. I didn't, and it's funny because we were going to talk about the whole song and musical performance thing. I didn't mind mm-hmm. Elias's performance. I was actually surprised because <laughs> it was better than I don't know if he's done the concerts, but I know it's like always kind of been teased. I don't think I've ever really seen him do anything before. Didn't he do one on WrestleMania? With, no, he always gets cut off. Yeah, so because then at WrestleMania they showed him playing the piano, then they showed him playing the guitar, then they showed him playing the drums. That was on a that was on a raw. That wasn't. A, I thought that a was on Mania. No, uh, whatever for me, I don't. Really, I, I'll say I don't really remember. Like nothing to me sticks out before having seen him yeah. perform before. So I to kind of see it. I'm like, oh, you know, okay, this was this was all right. And then I mean, they did the tie-in with Jeff Hardy. I mean, who's also a musician. So uh, you know, it's a it's a very long stretch. But to me, I I was okay with that. Um, I don't remember the heavy machinery, the heavy machinery miss thing. Whatever that, that was, was. that was the, that was the Grand Gordo mess. thing, yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. I got to chuckle out of the Grand Gordo because I mean, when you've had everybody from Mister America to Juan Cena just, to the to the machines so and cool. stuff, that's just another, you know, that's just the 2020 version of it. Um, is, yeah. Wow. yeah, I'm sure if I kind of went back, there's yeah, there's nothing nothing to me because I didn't watch it that deep enough mm-hmm. uh, that. Um, I can give you a little point. I'm sure if I went back and looked, I'd be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. For, for, right, for right now, meh. Yeah. Well, I'll throw, out, I'll throw out some ones I gave out and see if you agree. Asuka right. defeating Lana. Yep. Okay, <laughs> that was a yeah, one. Well, yeah. that, that to me, like I, I think I saw a thing where online somebody was like, oh yeah, this was WWE's attempt at making like a worse women's match than anything on AEW or yeah. something. Yeah, and it's like... Yeah. Yeah, to me that that was that was never a question. Yeah. So you know, but it brought in did it what it, it brought in uh, Shayna and uh, Naya. Naya, yep. Yeah, did it bring in anybody else after that? Or was it just it brought them in? Uh, or did that bring no, in well, the, that that led to the match with oh, the the riot all the women's. Man, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Lacey and Peyton, which was a weird mixture there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of like you know how you talk about like trying to take uh, Tucker away and forming a new yeah. tag team. And it's like you you know you break up something you know what appeared to be good, the Iconics. Yeah. It like, was oh, iconic. Okay. All of a sudden, we're gonna try and put you in another. We're gonna put you in a makeshift tag team because a consistent one doesn't work. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, um. What else? Go on. What else you got? Uh, we got uh, another one I gave out was Strowman defeating Keith Lee. Clean. Yeah. Was that yeah. a Bob's count? Like. Something my, my reaction from that is like just because everybody's complaining about stuff with Keith Lee, maybe that's something to kind of go towards the heel turn because he attacked him afterwards. Oh, so man. maybe there's something, there's a little more to that. Yeah, I mean, it has to be. I mean, what they're doing to Keith Lee on the main roster is yeah. not nice. It is not no, good. And, and even with Braun, like that's something that we talked about on uh, Global. Show. Yeah, thank you. Was you know is that like what? What's going on with Braun? Like, you know, yeah. because of Raw Underground, he started wearing like the hunter, like the hunter stuff. Like, we know he likes to shoot or hunt or yeah. he's an outdoorsman, something. But it's like, yeah, dude, you're a giant. Like, why are you covering up your body? Yeah. Bro, he, yeah. well, what he was doing was he was wearing the Tony Militia circa 1995 gear, is what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. A little throwback, a little uh, nod, if you will. He's like, I like that. Exactly. 
yeah but i yeah so uh, yeah yeah roll had a lot of low mo- moments was, but uh wasn't tony what was your high though? moments Did you guys see i don't think count? so no you don't think so no, yeah, I, don't, I don't remember the count being off too. I just I remember afterwards seeing you know the the attack, thinking okay, maybe they're setting up for a Keith Lee heel turn because I would, you know what, I wouldn't mind it. It's better than what they're doing with him now. Yeah. It is. Uh, all right, so the high points of Raw for me, it was AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle. Um, I'm sorry, I'm I've always been a fan of AJ, and anytime AJ's in a program with anybody, he makes it look good. I mean, he very rarely makes mistakes in his matches, and uh, I gave it, but I, I gave it a three. Uh, that okay. was my highest, though. I didn't have any, everything else was like two and a half. So, you know. So what you're saying is AJ makes anybody look like a giant, like pretty much. Jordan. I'm Mark Behan. Yeah. What the I, fuck is that dude is fucking huge. Yeah. Seven foot three. Yeah. yeah. That is a giant well, human being. He is. But compared I, to AJ, I mean anybody's. I know, right? That's the, the picture I sent you. But uh, the, I heard that because uh, everybody was complaining, like, well, he should be wrestling and this and that. Yeah. They're saying that he is not ready, not even close no. to being ready. They said that they're they're not disappointed. What was the word they used? I forgot what it was, but they're they were saying no, he's nowhere near ready. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's because even on NXT, he doesn't he did, wasn't really working right. That's why he was no. just mostly like the 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 uh, the doorman for Raw Underground kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, doorman yeah. for and Raw it, Underground, and he was one of the ninjas at one time, and then now he's with uh, AJ. And uh, yeah, people were like, oh, he needs to wrestle. He's a big guy. No. They were like. And WWE's quick response was, he is not close to even being ready. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I like him being there with AJ, too, because I, I would like to think that, you know, obviously in, in a more normal world, if they were, like, traveling, doing the loop and stuff, you'd be getting to do a lot of firsthand learning, like, every night. Oh, yeah. You know, being at ringside and stuff. But uh, but hopefully there's still a lot, you know, a big guy like that, you you hope to potentially, you know, he's going to get the opportunities. Yeah. Because that's how WWF ro- or WWE rolls. But, uh I, I think it was a good pairing. And as far as that match goes, I like the match. Uh, I don't have the kind of same rating thing you guys do. Mm-hmm. I am not a big Matt Riddle guy, but mm-hmm. I like this match. And I like, I like, I mean, I know he's worked with AJ a couple of times. And yeah. again, yeah. AJ, you know, AJ is going to make anybody look good. Yeah. And, you know, I may shock you, Tony, with this one. Uh, my number, my highest point was a three. And I gave it to the Hurt Business defeating Retribution. Um, <laughs> yes. So the Hurt Business, you know, I was first of all, I'm not the biggest fan of the Hurt Business, but this match with Retribution, I loved it. But the thing that stole the show was the Fiend. The Fiend being part of this whole thing, I was just like, guys, this is fucking amazing. The Fiend just take and and people were upset about Retribution losing clean, yeah. Retribution fucking getting jobbed out to the the Fiend. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Retribution is all about that, right? They're about coming back and causing, getting retribution on you. So that's what's going to happen. You know, they're going to build to that. I think this was a great match. I thought um, everybody got their good moments in the match. I thought it was one of the better eight-man tag matches that they've had in a while. So this was my number one match. Andy, you were going crazy there. What was it? Okay. Now I have found my low point. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for me and, and and i will i will preface this as i often preface things with saying uh 
I do not profess to be a fantasy booker. I'm not a big fan of fantasy booking because, as I often state, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know who's hurt, who's sick, who's in the doghouse, who's getting pushed, anything like that. So that's why I'm not a big fan, per se. I, you know, I, I prefer to say it as things I would like to see or mm-hmm. suggestions, but as far as like, oh, if I was booking, if I was like, whatever. This whole thing with retribution from the draft to this moment for, for Raw, I it totally, to me, feels like they've already dropped the ball huge. Mm-hmm. Like you would think they would have learned from Nexus. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like, well, but in, but in the sense that here, like, and I mean, granted, you don't have the same caliber of guys as, as Nexus, but whatever. For, for how they kind of first came in, kind of being this rogue, renegade group, you didn't know how many, you didn't know where they were coming from, nobody knew anything. And it was cool because it was different, you know, and it, it's these days it's tough to make things different, kind of stand out, make you go like, okay, well, what's going on? So then you sign them to contracts. So to me, that would be like, you know, NW, at least with the with WCW and the NWO, the NWO is kind of like acknowledged as like a separate entity or organization. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, oh, well, WCW has signed the NWO. Look, if these guys were, you know, being such shit disturbers, why are you, you know, again, suspension of disbelief and everything. Look, we get you. Yeah. So to me, they shouldn't have been part of the draft. They should have been the guys that, you know, could show up on SmackDown, could show up on Raw. Is it, you know, these guys here? Is it those guys there? Like, you know, leave that, let that be the group that gets to kind of float in between rather than just random El Gran Gordito and stuff. (laughs) So you sign them to contracts. So this, this group that's giving you nothing but problems, you kind of, you, you, it's a cancer and you bring this cancer into your company knowingly. Mm -hmm. Then you draft them, you put them on a show and it's like, okay, well, they're going to be part of this brand. Well, okay, fine. So hopefully they're going to wreak some havoc. No. We're going to have them face, you know, heels versus heels. I mean, if you want to call the Hurt Business heels, tweeners, yeah. faces, because who knows these days. But to have them, as, as Rick said, you know, they, they lost the match. They, they all basically kind of got beat down by the Fiend. Yep. Yep. So, you know, and, and fine, you can say, okay, well, they're going to come back. They're never going to give up. That To me, that sounds more like a baby face and a heel thing. That's mm-hmm. true. So what the hell are it's like, to me it's like they've you've already killed any any momentum that they had you guys it, they, it's killed it got killed yeah and, yeah, and that course. was that was disappointing and i mean it's you know it, as far as on the, the the fiend side of things awesome like i'm i'm a fan of the fiend i'm a fan of bray wyatt i like having him with alexa yes. uh, I, I i you know as much as i just crapped on the retribution that whole <laughs> thing pretty much being dead i like seeing that kind of mixture i think maybe that's what you're going to start to touch on rick of, of all yeah. three kind of you know who's going after who and this yeah. it's kind of like the attitude era when they had kind of like the gang warfare going you know you had exactly. the barik was the doa you know the, the ministry these guys yeah cool but yeah as far as the the low point that's what i'm going to come back around to uh very disappointed extremely disappointed with with how retribution for the potential that i thought it had yeah. to what they've done with it and again i don't know maybe Maybe they piss people off backstage. Maybe because of COVID, they can't push whatever. But to me, well, let's not forget they have uh, they revealed that Ali was the hacker. Yeah. So yeah. They, they're trying and to that, come back what, with that now. Wasn't that that was just, that was just kind of like a throw it? Oh, by the way, in case you haven't yeah. figured, in case you didn't figure it out, yeah. like like I think come on. Still, I think retribution can still be saved. I think yes, but they gotta they yeah I I, they, I still. Believe first of all, potential still. 
why did a slapjack tap out? Why would you have the biggest yeah. dude on your team tap yeah. out? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, but, hey, we're not in Titan Towers. We're, we're exactly. three guys sitting here having a chat on a podcast. Exactly. The best podcast in the world, by the there way. There you go. But uh, <laughs> uh, overall, I gave Raw this week a 1.6 stars. Not that great. Because I also gave Raw a 1.68 stars. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Remember, remember what I said. Just remember yes. the wor- my numbers for each show. Yes. All right. It is now time for NXT POV Mommy. Um, the lowest point for me, and I'm going to – listen, as long as you have Johnny Gargano and his <sighs> fucking wife having dinner, mm-hmm. I'm going to always – Put it as my lowest point. I am sick and tired. Andy, this guy Johnny Gargano and his wife Candice LeRae mm-hmm. are always getting title shots every fucking pay-per-view, every fucking other week, and they don't do anything to deserve it. But they stand on this name of Johnny Wrestling, that he's the best wrestler yeah. that they've had in NXT for decades and years and millennia and all this stuff. You know, ancient North mythology. Uh, he was the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, I am just sick and tired of hearing Johnny Gargano's name. I have a feeling at Halloween Havoc, they're going to give them both the belts so they can have the first husband and wife ever to hold straps at the same time. You're still predicting um, it. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> so disappointing. I'm disgusted with it. I'm disgusted with myself for even predicting that. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's my lowest point, point five for Johnny Gargano's dinner. Yeah, yeah. Th- I I'm right there with you, Rick. I gave that a 0.5. But now also, and and you, I know Rick, you're gonna give me some shit for this, but I also gave a 0.5 to the uh, Timothy Thatcher promo. I there was no yeah. on that show. It really yeah on this that show. one. No, they, they didn't need you know, that because this show was basically trying to set up for Halloween Havoc, and then they threw Timothy Thatcher in to do that spot, and I was just like, All right. yeah, that wasn't needed. Break. So yeah, yeah. So if, if I can throw in my tiny little bit here, because I didn't you know, I'll, I'll admit I didn't watch NXT. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a normal viewer, but just just so I can speak, so I can hear myself talk and make of myself course. feel important. <laughs> um, two points that about this. Now, uh, keep in mind that for you guys from the states, you are blessed enough that you get both uh, Dynamite and NXT on the Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Up here in Canada, we do not get uh, NXT on the Wednesday night. So I don't wow. know. I think we get it. I think it maybe comes on. Actually, I think it comes Fridays. I think it's like before they get shown before SmackDown. Oh, really? Here. So, yeah. So even to me, like, I'm not sure when they, when they always talk about the ratings and everything, how it works, if it's like a North American thing or just an American thing, because with Canada, we can get that we get dynamite, but we don't get uh, NXT. NXT. Yeah. So anyways, that, to me, the one thing I wonder, so you mentioned that they had the Garganos having dinner. So I, I, to me, yeah. my thing is like, okay, was that Wednesday night was dinner night? Like it was like all elite had the, 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 the steak dinner. <laughs> and these guys had dinner. Like that's what this Wednesday was all about. It was about yeah. dinners. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, and that's like the Garganos, that's the Garganos stick right there. Dinner. That dinner. they sit down and have dinner together every fucking Wednesday. So every Wednesday good, you'll good have them. them. <laughs> family dinner, family dinner with the Garganos. Yeah. All right. My my other thing that I kind of just laugh, and I mean, maybe you guys have talked about this because I know we've talked about it on the the global show. But Rick, as you're going on about Johnny Gargano and saying it's like, well, yeah, you know, he gets opportunity after after opportunity. Uh, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me that 
almost sounds like if you had a wrestling company where you told people you were going to put an emphasis on the, the, the win-loss records, but then don't actually use those win-loss records. You have tournaments to determine number one contenders yeah. rather than, you know, so it, it's, it's just, you know, go, go easy on NXT and their yeah. Garganos because, uh, hey, we just, you know, you deserve, you know what, you deserve an opportunity? Nah, I'm just going to give you the opportunity instead. <laughs> See, Tony, I told you he wasn't that bad of a guy. I don't know why you said all those bad things about him. Oh, no, it's probably true. No, they're probably true. <laughs> I just I just have these moments here and there. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Um, my high points of uh, NXT this week, I got to give it to my man Kushida. Finally, Tony. Finally. My man Kushida, the time splitter. First of all, happy Back to the Future today, guys. A couple of days ago. Yeah. Greatest trilogy of all fucking time. Back to the Future. I don't really? care what anybody says. I love it. Uh, Back to the Future Day, October 21st, 2015, five years yeah. ago, we went to the future for the first time. And, um, yeah, we saw the Cubs. Beat Man, doesn't, that, doesn't that future look a lot better than where we're at right now? Oh, my God. What happened was Doc fucked up man they something happened that we split to a c version no don't blame doc time. you know somehow it was like biff or griff or jeff or grandfather what yeah, happened so. yeah sure the original biff those, those went tannins. to the future he fucked it up man um but yeah kashina defeating uh dream and champa gave that a 3.5 this is the kashina i wanted to see since he came from japan yeah. this was badass Champa, I know we, we make comparisons to Johnny Gargano, but Champa, we've said it also, delivers on a different level than Johnny nice. Gargano. Yeah. As annoying as it is and opportunities are given to him, he mm-hmm. delivers on such a different level. And I didn't mind Velveteen Dream, but I'm glad that Kushida got the win. Kushida needed this win. It's mm-hmm. very important to him. Uh, I gave it a 3.5. If you want to give the championship to anybody – I would not be disappointed if you gave that championship to Kushida. Hands yep. down. I would yep. be fine with that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, same thing with me. I gave Kushida versus Velveteen Dream and, and Champa. I gave it a three. Uh, but I also <laughs> – you're going to laugh at this. But I also gave it three to the Brazango versus Oni Lorgan and Danny Burke. Me too. I yeah. thought it was pretty decent. It was good. The, it was a little swerve. At the end with uh, Pat McAfee, the one behind it all. Um, so I, it made me look forward to next week's NXT, I'll tell you that much. So, yeah, yeah. That, was my, that was my other high point of NXT. And could you imagine, I think Rich Holland would have been with them and it would have been a good foursome right there against the Undisputed Era. That would have been yeah. really cool. Hell yeah. Um, I also have to mention uh, Ember Moon defeating Kamiya. That Camille girl is pretty freaking good. She's not bad. You know, they, they, they made it seem like she was going to get squashed, but she went out there and she did her thing. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's big. I thought it was Indy Hartwell at first, mm-hmm. but uh, she was actually pretty good. So I just had to throw that out there. Yeah. Good job um, with that. Um, also, uh, Austin Theory quit. I never gave four <laughs> thumbs up before, but that's four thumbs up, you know, because I don't give a <laughs> like, fuck you, Austin. I don't care. <laughs> Obviously, it's a story. They're going to yeah. fucking find something else for him. But who cares? Overall, <laughs> I gave NXT this week a 1.9 stars. Wow. Interesting. I gave NXT a 1.66 stars this week. Wow. Tony's I'm starting sweet. to see some consistency here, consistency yeah. here Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It is now time for AEW Dynamite. Dynamite. 
right. Now, you, you guys were on me about the whole uh, the musical thing that Elias did, that it was my low point of Raw. But guess what? On AEW, that was my low point of AEW. It was the uh, Jericho and MJF segment. Um, what, what are they doing with this? I mean, like at one point, I'm not going to lie. I, I had a chuckle at one point, um, but that was it. Uh, the other low point that I have was Taz's promo. I just, <laughs> come on now. And it's funny because I was looking at this one match. It was with Cole Cabana versus Adam Page. And I did make reference uh, a few, well, more than a few episodes ago, that if Cole Cabana was in any segment, whether it was a match or a segment or a promo or any one out, it was an automatic .5. But it was against Adam Page. It wasn't really that bad, but I gave it a one. It wasn't. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the other one was the Taz promo, the Jericho MJF segment. They both got .5s. Oh, and the, actually, and the Sunny Kiss versus Omega, I gave it a .5. I know what they were doing. I, I do. I do. But my issue with it was the fact that they did all this setup, this tournament, and you squash Sunny Kiss like that. When he just had a really good match with Cody for the TNT title a while back. So for me, it's just it was a wasted opportunity. It was just a waste of space to, to me, in my opinion. So that's why I gave that a point five. Rick. Interesting, interesting. Um, first of all, I, I'm going to counter your Jericho MJF musical. Okay. Because, and I know I'm going to get flack for this, and you know what? I don't give a fuck. I gave this a three point five. I was so fucking entertained by this. This was so as a musician. You have to understand, I love musicals. I go to musicals with my wife all the time. This was one of those moments where I was just like, this was something shocking. It was different. Wrestling hasn't really done anything like this before. It just, it piqued my interest. It got me. And I was just like, you know what? It's good. It was good. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a fucking Family Guy segment. Yeah. That's exactly what uh, TJ said on on Oh, really? It's like, it's like, all of a sudden, it broke into the family guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm fine with, with that. Brian and Stewie when they did the one. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? MJF, if that was him really singing, it was. not a bad singer. They, he was good. It was both of them really singing. Jericho, we know, is, a, is an okay yeah. singer and mm-hmm. Fozzie and everything. But MJF really surprised me. Um, and I listen, when it comes to musical acts, I'm a harsh judge. I was really entertained by this, and I got a lot of laughs out of it. I was entertained musically. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was not a low moment for me. My lowest moment was Dr. Britt Baker defeating Owen 17 King, whatever the fuck her name was. Yeah. Getting that a .5, that was not good. Britt Baker, uh, like we said in the past, some people are just good on the mic, and then when they go in the ring, they just – can't not do. so much yeah so that's that's where i look at with Britt baker give that a 0.5 your omega and sunny kiss i gave it a 2.5 i i thought you know what we're bringing the cleaner back we're bringing out his this yeah. image of him that's and fine I, get that. I really do you know and and, just... and i agree with andy when he said the girls was a bit too much as he mentioned on the global show yeah. it's a bit too much to see that but um you know what Omega just destroying Sunny Kiss. It was going to be Joey Janela. Joey Janela got COVID or something like that. Yeah. I'm fine with that either way. 
Yeah. It was going to be whoever you put in there. That's what was going to happen. Yeah, and I'm fine with that because, you know what? Fucking Omega needs to get some serious fucking wins. It's Kenny fucking Omega, you know? Like, people need to put some respect on that name. In the last year, <laughs> they haven't done that. Yeah. So it's about fucking time. Um, but, yeah, so that my lowest point is uh, Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, Andy, what about you? Low point. All right, low point. For me, now, are we going to discuss the uh, the musical segment further, or should I have my Go own? Ahead. Uh, yeah, have your but you know what? That's actually not my that's actually not my lowest point of the show. Really, okay. my lowest point of the show of this show and several of the past, uh, I don't know how far back it goes now, but several episodes of Dynamite is the horrible audio. When they go into vignettes or they go into interviews where you're getting that echo from the, okay, yeah. we're trying to do the television feed, you know, plus we got the feed going into the live crowd. Drives me nuts. I find yeah. it to be extremely Bush League yeah. for, you know, a company that's, you know, on TNT that supposedly has all this money that pays attention to, to detail and stuff. Yeah. How this happens week in, week out, I find it takes away from the, the segments. Uh, I found it interesting that uh, in during Cody's vignette there, where he came out of the limo, uh, it started and they actually fixed it pretty quick. Yet it yeah. seems like for all the other ones, uh, it was always there. The musical segment, thank goodness, uh, <laughs> there was no issue with it there because that would have just yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, I wonder because some of these other ones to me like could easily be pre-recorded as well, like. You know, but even even Cody's, I mean, that was probably pre-recorded and it started off that way and they fixed it. So why can't yeah. They fix like, aren't they watching their own show? Like, isn't aren't all the <laughs> AEW diehards saying, "Hey guys," mm-hmm. or is that like some you know? Oh no, you're not allowed to talk bad. Right, AEW can do bad. no wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so for me, that was like the main low thing that to me is just a reoccurring thing, and I just I'm not. I mean, I'm not a technical guy. I'm not a you know. You guys know more technical stuff than I do, but to me, that's got to be a fix. If that happens in WWE, no, you're right. that last, you know, maybe 15, 20 seconds, that gets fixed. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, so that's that's something that to me needs to be needs to be done. The musical segment, <laughs> um, and maybe this is me being, you know, bipartisan, being Canadian. I I was I was entertained by it. I was impressed with the talent. I laughed, but I hated the fact that it was part of a wrestling show. <laughs> and, you know, if they're, they're trying to stretch things out, I mean, you know, on, on the shows we talk about if, uh, you know, Jericho's going to get booted and MJF's going to take over for like the lead of the inner circle. Right, yeah. I remember you guys it, talking about that. Yeah. So whether that's, you know, that's going to or not, it just, you know, it, Again, it got people talking, you know, there's some entertainment value to it. So I, you know, I can't argue, I can't discount that. But just to me as a wrestling fan, if I had some other people around that maybe were casual wrestling fans at best and saying, okay, well, hey, you know, we're going to catch up, catch this AEW. And this came on. <laughs> I I just be like, I, I wouldn't know what to say. But, like, but isn't that the life of a wrestling fan? Whenever we're watching wrestling and the, the, the regular – person a person comes in they don't watch wrestling they're like this is what, what you're is- fucking watching yeah like yeah. i remember lita and ed sex segment and i'm yeah. just like oh no this is wrestling yeah <laughs> it's like- yeah <laughs> and, and you know like and to me like jericho looked like he was bloated or drunk like he didn't oh look my healthy. god 
his yeah. eyes like i don't know maybe they did several takes and he was like having drink on the yeah and he just, just his eyebrows were yeah. fucking little, tilted yeah, up. It, it yeah just, he looked a little off looked looked yeah. rough um yeah i i can the, the the positives to that is all in terms of the actual performance mm-hmm. yeah but for what it was and where it was it was just like you know and, and we, even to like talk about El, uh, elias elias we know that's the gimmick yeah so it's to me it's a little you know i'm i'm more lenient with that yeah but th- this it, it's it's almost like the you know like how much can jericho get away with her and, and i'm a big fan of jericho's humor like a lot of like you know the end of the the one year show where they're kind of doing the Saturday night live finish where everybody was out there oh, and yeah, yeah you know that a lot of that stuff i'm like i i, I get it that's funny to me with with this it's it's just like oh. mm-hmm. yeah i agree I loved it. No. Loved it. Tony, but, high yeah, points. But, yeah. Well, uh, actually, I wanted to throw. What about that one segment with Darby Allen and Stevo? <laughs> put, put himself. In uh, okay. <laughs> and, and this is. I could. You know, if you just want to cut and paste from what I said during global, <laughs> like. Okay. I, I I know I'm not the demographic, the target demographic, mm-hmm. and I can't really relate or connect to Darby Allen, but I don't. You know, for you to say, I'm going to throw up on myself in a body bag and just basically slide down a half pipe. <laughs> what? Like, that makes, like, first of all, it doesn't even look that bad, really. No, it didn't. <laughs> no. And it's like, okay, so that's supposed to impress me that you're ready for the title, that you're, yeah. willing, to, you're willing to do anything? Like, mm-hmm. huh? From what I did hear, though, was that apparently there's going to be a new Jackass movie. Um, what relevance it has to Darby Allen? Well, I get it. He's a skateboard hey, crazy yeah, guy. If he's going to be in it or something, yeah, crossover. Uh, well, who knows? He might be. He might be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they said that there's there, there's uh, going to be a new Jackass movie coming out soon. So that's why they put Steve O there just to kind of like start, you know, plant some seeds. Yeah. Um, but for me, exactly right. I'm like, how is this? You how? Uh, you guys already know how I. <laughs> feel about Darby Allen to begin with. So when I saw this, I was just like, why? Why? Yeah. Listen, man, we've seen it before. WWE, let's not forget, had Steve-O and Chris Pence on Monday Night Raw several times. And Umaga beat promote, the out of them. Yes, and they had them there to uh, promote That's movies. They had a bunch of – so, like, I'm fine with this. Darby Allen wants to show he's a fucking nah, – I'm not for the whole – body bag stuff. I'm not with that either. I'm not the demographic for that either. I don't know who the demographic is for that. Um, but for me, honestly, it doesn't bother me as much because they got to make money somehow. You know, having Steve-O on yeah. that brings some audience over to just check it out, you know? Okay, that that's fair. But to go back to, like, you having them on WWE and Umaga beating the crap out of them, that's getting your guy over using that kind of rub. Oh, of course. To me, yeah. this this doesn't to me i don't see that as any kind of rub to hi i'm steve-o and i'm gonna watch darby allen slide down a half pipe (laughs) well the thing is they look at if you look at steve-o a lot of people look at steve-o like he's the craziest fucking guy in the world and if if darby allen is doing something that he wouldn't do and that makes him the craziest guy in the world. <laughs> and, and look, I'm not a jack. I'm, I'm not. I'm not this. I'm not this. I'm not a jackass guy. But I know enough to know Steve-O would have no problem going into a body bag and sliding down a half pipe. Oh, of course. So well, that, that, that even that even house. that argument is yeah. Yeah. Is a, <laughs> yeah. No, and you know I, I what? 
I, I'm going off now because now you guys are starting to get me on all the negative stuff about. <laughs> Oh, you want to talk wait, about this wait, is wait. Andy's first rant in wrestling POV history. Go ahead, Andy. We all have rants. Go ahead. Okay, so yeah, that's the issue with Darby Allen, and, and he's going for the title. Yay, Orange Cassidy. Mm. <laughs> that promo. Okay, now now TJ and I have had discussions going back and forth about Orange Cassidy and if he's been elevated and if he's gotten the rub off of Jericho and this and that. Mm-hmm. I am not an Orange Cassidy guy. If you haven't already figured out by now, seconds. Okay, good. Okay, so I was impressed with the match he had with Cody. I said, I said to me that that gave him more credibility, that gave him more of a rub than the match with uh, Jericho, than the whole thing with Jericho. Right. Okay, so I get he's very blasé. I get he doesn't care about anything. But to have a promo, to have an interview where you just, you know, you were literally like one second away from winning the title, you're getting the rematch – you don't even care about the rematch. You don't care about the title. And, you know, I, I guess it's, it's some joke or whatever, some inside joke that I don't understand. I don't know about he got the city wrong or something. No, no, no. Just, oh, so that joke, I'm going to explain it real quick, is okay. Bill Belichick from the New England Patriots, the right, coach, okay. yes, yes. on to Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. So that, that, that was that's, the That's what reference. that reference was, yeah. yeah. But, but still, like, way to build up a title match next week. Were you yeah. almost won the title? Like, like I said, you know what? I I would have more interest in that match if they didn't give him any airtime this past week. They just mm. kind of left it. They let Cody do his thing. Yeah. Rather than that, because to me, in that sense, it's the dude. Like, I know you don't care, anyways. So, but if you really don't care and have like no clue what's going on, why should I care even buy into what you're going into next week? Yeah. No, you're right. You're so, right. It's true. It's true. That was that was uh, that was an okay rant. <laughs> if I was to rate, I think what we need to get into you, uh, Andy, is get that ferocity. Let it out. Let it <laughs> yeah, all see, out. It doesn't. I don't. And I'm using. I'm very calm. I mean, you know, yeah. like, when the Andy Anderson's in the ring or doing a promo or something like that for <laughs> for like a live show, it's it's a very different beast. Yes. You know, for here it's more just it's it's that combination of the you know 23, 24 years in the wrestling business, but being like a lifelong wrestling fan, mm-hmm. and it's that that fine line of suspension of disbelief and where, where I let it go and where I draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, listen, this is your first week with the rest of the POV uh, family officially. I mean, you've been yes. with us, yes. but give us some time. We've all had, uh, we've all had it. I have several of them a month. Uh, Tony has several of them a month. So it's just, You'll, you'll get yours. Fair you'll enough. Yours. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, uh, so now the high points, I only have one. And I haven't given a high rating in a very long time, but it's going to happen today. Uh, the Penta versus Ray Phoenix, I gave it a four and a half stars. It was nice. that good. Uh, the wrestler in me, though, I saw a few spots where, you know, they kind of flubbed a little bit. Um, actually, more on Penta than Ray, though. So. Yeah. But I, I was trying. I, I stuck with watching it as a fan, so that way I didn't critique it too much, and I really enjoyed it. Even as a worker, too, you know, I I enjoyed it watching it in both perspectives. So I gave that a four and a half. That was my highest of uh, AEW. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I gave it a five, and 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 I did see those. I did see those little slip ups there, and I didn't give a damn. You know, they said, Tony, they even mentioned they shortened the match because yeah. of the Ray Phoenix injury. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even notice it. I, I still yeah. gave it a five. You yeah. know, um, I love this fucking match. 
This is what they need to be doing. Stop fucking putting them in a goddamn tag team. Why are you diminishing your superstars in tag teams? Kenny Omega, Adam Page, Lucha Bros. That's mm-hmm. four guys that could have been doing singles for the last fucking year instead of having them in a tag team, ruining them. It's just like, yeah. thank God that Kenny Omega and Ray and Penta and Adam Page are big enough superstars that they can overcome being put into a shitty-ass tag team. And I know TJ loved Kenny and, and Adam Page as a tag team, but it was terrible for them. There was no chemistry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I never saw it. They were just two great wrestlers. They're great at what they do so they can make it work, but it doesn't make sense why they were a team for so long. Um, this was a fucking flawless match. Um, it was one of the best matches of our year, you know, mm-hmm. and um, – and I hope the global guys consider, and I'm going to put this on you, Andy, tell them to put this in their vault for match of the year candidate because that is wow. definitely worth it. It is definitely one of those matches that you're going to want to rewatch over and over again this year. Um, if they were WWE, believe me, they will be in our vault for match of the year for sure. Yeah, Andy, I would agree to that. I have to ask, I'm pretty sure I know the answer. What was your high point of AEW? Same thing. That match, it's uh, it's been a long, long time since I can remember offhand uh, WWE or AEW, any match that's actually kind of like hooked me to watch. Um, with, with WWE, I mean, well, actually, well, I'll go this way. With AEW now, especially over the past couple of weeks, and then officially becoming part of the, the global family or you know WPOV family and global, where to me it's like I need to be paying more attention to the shows versus mm-hmm. kind of just kind of half-ass watching, you know, background noise, whatever. Um, it's been a long time since a match has kind of hooked me. And this match did that from start to finish. Uh, I appreciate the Lucha style. I appreciate the story within it of Big Brother versus Little Brother and, you know, the title opportunity. So that was all built in. Everything was there. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it was fun to watch. It was entertaining to watch. I, to me, it was reminiscent, especially with these guys being brothers. And I think uh, Eddie Kingston mentioned how early on, again, like now for me, a lot of these guys, you know, pre-AEW, I'm not as familiar with. So uh, I think and you, you guys are obviously talking about, like, what great single stars they, they are, and I've pretty much only seen them in tag teams. So to me, seeing them now in this light uh, reminded me of kind of like 90s, was like 97, 98, when ECW first brought in Mysterio and Psychosis. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. it's like you had these two guys, and at the time, like, it was just kind of the two of them, right? But they were able to put on, especially for – the American Canadian audience. I mean, Mexican audience has already seen them. Yeah. So for us, for this kind of like first kind of national exposure, like this stuff was amazing to watch. And then the same thing with like super crazy and Tajiri, um, you know, they just, they paired off so well together. That's what that reminded me of watching this match. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And I would, whether it was a few thing, I would love to see, and and not and not in the sense to tell me, hey, go back and watch this stuff because I want I want the AEW history built. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's an issue that I do have with AEW where they have some of these guys coming in, where you know you guys know or you guys are a lot more familiar with a lot of the talents and stuff than I am. So to me, as more of I look at myself as coming in as an AEW viewer, where I don't really know all the back history between Eddie Kingston and uh, John Moxley. Right, I right. haven't seen all the stuff of, of the Lucha Brothers versus each other. So it's cool if you're going to reference that. And this is one thing that I think WWE does well is, you know, when you bring in, bring in guys that have the past, have the feuds, say like, um, 
uh, Nakamura and AJ, for example. We know we know that history is there, but a but I'm sorry, but WWE builds their own history and then adds that past history. So for those of us that are just watching AEW, for those of us that are just watching WWE, I'm seeing the history being built here. Now you can bring in, and now that I'm now that I'm I'm hooked. Now you bring in the past, and now I can go back and look. Whereas from here, if you're just saying, "Oh yeah, well, we had all this history," well, you only been around for a year, and I haven't seen this, so yeah. that doesn't really connect me. I'm not buying in. Does that yeah. make sense? No, absolutely. So yeah. that's so for the Lucha Brothers. You know, if the, unfortunately Ray's Ray's hurt, but I I would love to see more of those guys working each other. Mm-hmm. And and I and I don't like, I don't even need a big reason feud why I would just like to see them work together. Yeah, yeah. Then pull in and and I get for AEW it's tough to bring in outside footage stuff so that might be where I have to the onus the onus is on me to go find it and look for it but build that AEW history first yeah, yeah. primarily and it's a brand new company too you know yes yes crazy. I mean it's a year out but it's only a year old you absolutely yeah. right. Got to start yeah. building that to keep people invested in it, or to be curious about. All right, so wait a minute, what's going on here? And yeah. the history is not there. It's like, but you're telling us there's a history, and you're not yeah. showing us. No, no. no. Purpose. So, all right. Well, overall, I gave AEW this week two point three. That's wow. pretty damn high for AEW. I got it's pretty high. Much. Yeah. Now you ready for mine? Oh, here one point one point six six. Jeez Louise. All right, it is now time for the Wednesday Night Delight where it is NXT versus AEW. Currently, NXT is ahead two to AEW zero. Uh, we're starting fresh. Remember, last year AEW lost to NXT 33 to 16. Right now, NXT is up 2 nothing, and you know what? I have to say, uh, I think AEW is getting their first win. And, in fact, I'm telling you, AEW is getting their first win. <laughs> As me, TJ, and Elio Canella all vote in favor of AEW this week, Tony. Tony, what what would you have said? I'm glad that you guys did because I had NXT and, AD, and AEW tied at 1.66. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So, so we mean, just made it but, easier. But honestly, if I really did had to choose, I would have chosen AEW. Um, and I know okay. I don't I don't like to base it off of just one match. I like to base it all as a collective. But I think the Penta versus Ray match really, really shined more. And I think the saddest moment of this whole thing is we're not getting Ray Phoenix versus Kenny Omega. No, that is the saddest thing that hurts. Heartbreaker that. right there. For sure. We are getting Penta. Which is fine, yeah. But damn, you know we we said that we said it last week. I was the only one that said Ray Phoenix was a superstar, the Shawn Michaels of the team. That's right. Everybody else said Penta. Yep. But it's still gonna be good. But damn, Ray is just yeah. a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit more tell. nimble. Yeah. yeah. I think he'll and 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 we acknowledge that too on on the global show because even for me, like when we were discussing it, right off the get go, to me. Even though, and I, like you said, I was one of those ones. I think Penta is going to be the bigger star, or whatever. I prefer Penta over Ray. I knew Ray was going to win that match yeah. because, to me, it was he's going to match up against Kenny better, just with that quickness, with the speed, yeah. with the move set, the skill, all of that. And I don't know how you guys are on it, but you know, when we kind of talk about because it, it's only kind of been touched on here, but uh, for us, kind of looking more, or at least me specifically, 
that there's going to be a Kenny Omega heel turn. Yeah. That I think that that would play better against Phoenix as Phoenix being like a more sympathetic kind of like a baby face of the two. You're right. Versus, yep. you know, because Penta to me, like when we, we discussed the past, Penta to me is just badass. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I mean, and he can still be a cool baby face, but I don't think he would garner that same kind of sympathy that Ray Phoenix would. That's true. No, I agree with you on that one for sure. That's great insight. And mm-hmm. you only can get great insight like that with Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global because Andy Anderson is ours. That's right. <laughs> Exclusive. <All> right. <laughs> Oh, and what about just to touch this up? Uh, what about the ending though, when Tully Blanchard revealed himself? Well, <laughs> but, uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> soon, as soon as he comes out, you can even just say, see the the movement. Yeah. Going I, I mean, I knew right away it was it, but the but the announcer, they were yeah. like, "Who is that? Who can that be? Oh my god!" You know, they really play, and I was just like, "It's Tully. Come yeah. on!" But think about the only- it. I will throw this at you guys. Who had the better reveal, NXT or AEW? <laughs> with Pat McAfee at the end, taking it off, um, taking off his little mask, and uh, Tully Blanchard. I, Who had the better one? You know what? I have to say, if I'm being honest, it has to be Tully just because. Really? Just, I mean, I knew it was Tully, but I also knew it was Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee I dragged didn't. that out for so long. Yeah. Like, him taking the mask, it was just like, just fucking take the mask off. I get you want us yeah, to be suspense. in suspense, but it was just like, all right. It, it, but Tully, I was, I mean, I was like, all right, that's Tully. I mean, I was like, it was, it, it was easier for me. I didn't want to be stressed out. It stressed me out with Pat. Well, are they planting the seeds for a new Four Horsemen? Yeah. That's, that's our, that's kind of our thought too. And I mean, the only, I mean, okay, I'll say this. As soon as you saw that guy come in, like I said, the, the, the body movement, the body language, you knew that there was somebody that wasn't very mobile. <laughs> if you put that aside to me, the only person I think that would have made sense, at least for the way that kind of like I would see things kind of play out is if it was Sean Spears. Uh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Cause that's the other guy that's with Tully. Right. So yeah. You know, if you're going to kind of build a stable that way, then that would have made sense. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. With that being said, it is now time for the SmackDown breakdown. Um, for me, the lowest point, and I wish I could give it a zero, was Law and Otis. Otis, 0. 0.5. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, Jesus, Terrible. I don't give a fuck how many times Ron Simmons says, damn, I don't care. I don't care how many times Theodore Long is saying holla holla, even though Oscar said it terribly. And I don't care how many times we well, see JBL. No, 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 no. I No, 0.5. Terrible. Three segments you wasted on this? Absolutely atrocious. The lowest point for sure was, uh, was Law and Otis. Uh, Tony, your low point of SmackDown. Yeah, that was it. Law and <laughs> I have it at a point five. It was terrible, man. But uh, I also had as a point five, and I was, and I'm, yes, I'm being like real strict on this because I felt like they really dropped the ball. The other point five I gave was the Bailey promo with I Sasha. Knew it. Yep. I, I gave it a one. I but gave yeah. it a five. I just, it's, I, I said it earlier. They had it good chance to do this story right by uh, taking Sasha out the picture for a while and let Bailey be Bailey and just destroy everybody really still you know because the thing is with Bailey you can keep building her up and she'll keep getting bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger There's, it's like no one in sight with Bailey 
But this whole th- um, I they totally dropped the ball, and I did, just did not like this promo at all. Sasha has a chance to be 0-3 against all three of the other four horsewomen in Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah. Yep. And it's going to happen. She is not yeah. – uh, I mean, spoiler alert for my prediction. Um, but, Andy, what was your low point of SmackDown? All right. Well, I didn't get to see the whole show. So, you know, some of the stuff that I kind of read. Um from what I saw, and until you say something otherwise that might jar my memory, mm. I'll go with the law and Otis. Although I didn't, I'll, it's, here's the thing: I didn't mind it, and maybe that's just because I'm so used to WWE humor, WWE programming. Yeah. What <laughs> sound funny? What actually bothered me was the we have further evidence here take it and then that it was the money and it was like just like it didn't even have the ching so we had to do what it was yeah Yeah, right it honestly what i i think what i would have liked to have seen if they were going to go if they were going to go that route to kind of set that up is and even to be honest so, so when miz was reaching down oh we have this other evidence because it was jbl and because there was ron simmons i was expecting it to be like a case of beer Yes. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a throwback to the, the APA, and that's you know, it, not that you can put that in a briefcase, but if that was to me, I would have preferred that because yeah. that kind of gives it that little bit of a callback, a little bit of a nod, just yeah. to like, oh, it's money, yeah, like come on, like let that's yeah. like the little APA, and then you know, meeting adjourns, like, or something yeah. that would have been, yeah, yeah you're right, I, that's why, like, so to me, the law notice thing. I'll let it slide, but I have the, the, the literal payoff is what I had the issue with. Uh, all right. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, for me, I just have to make this – just say this because it bothered me. The Seth Murphy match, how long was that match? Very long. That one was unbelievably long, but it was just too long. And then you got the Mysterio family. Again, Seth Rollins has even said it. He's over it. He thought coming to SmackDown – he would start off fresh, and he's still going with the yeah, Mysterios. And again, we go back to we go back to Murphy being thirty-two years old and nineteen-year-old uh, Aaliyah. Yeah, we just had the speaking out movement. We just talked about this two weeks ago. This is what we're doing, and now Tony, and she got her hand on his stomach, and we're we're doing this. This is what we're doing right now because WWE don't give a fuck. They're going to fucking go against the grain. They're getting sued for $10 million from Candy Cartwright, but fuck it. We're going to fucking make them pay. Yeah. High point of SmackDown for me was uh, the Street Profits and Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens defeating uh, Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler, Cesaro Nakamura. I gave that a 2.5. Um, SmackDown just didn't have a lot of high moments. Uh, I do have to say Shorty G becoming Chad Gable again. Oh, Thank God. God. Yeah. Thank God. Thanks. So Go stupid. On. But yeah, that tag match was my favorite. Uh, I gave it a 2.5 of uh, the highest point of SmackDown. Uh, Tony. Well, the highest point, you're going to laugh at this. It was the Buddy Murphy versus Seth. I did enjoy no, that match. It was a it good match. Yeah. I gave no, it, it was. I did enjoy it. You know, I, I'm mostly. Uh, I'm a fan of Murphy. I am a fan of his. I love how yes, he starts. Absolutely. He's a very, very good worker. I'll tell you that yes. much. Um, his emotions, his character, everything that like he does tell a story in the ring. And that's one thing I'm telling you that I, I, a couple more years, I would see Murphy in the title picture if he keeps it up. Um, and that's a bold statement. 
but yeah, I gave it a half. But then, of course, I did agree with you too. Uh, the beginning match, uh, I gave it a three with Kevin Owens, Street Profits, and Daniel Bryan. Uh, that was a close second. That was a close second. So those were my high All points. Right. Smackdown. No, Andy, I know you didn't see the beginning match. I yep. think you would have enjoyed it. Probably. Um, but mm-hmm. what was your high point of SmackDown other than that? All right. I, you know what? I don't know that I'm going to give you a sole high point, but I'm just going to touch to the point that you guys touched on because I kind of caught that last, that second hour. Um, yeah. Shorty G, I, when, I, when I first started catching because I didn't get the PVR going or whatever, uh, I like that they're going away from the Shorty G thing. I like the promo yeah. that he cut. Uh, I think I kind of joked with you. I kind of messaged. It's like, to me, it's like, you know, if I was gonna be, if it's gonna be Chad Gable or just Gable, because it goes back to the one name. Because even he says like, <laughs> like something about just being like Gable. Yeah. So I'm like, man, like I, I would love it if there's like he becomes the man they call Gable. Yes. <laughs> so you know, he can kind of be like Sting and Vader. Yeah. But uh, so that so that was good to see. Um, Murphy and Rollins, I liked the match. The story was there. I thought it was a bit too long. The other thing to me, and this goes back to something we touched on earlier, I felt because this was to me. You know, so often we talk about both AEW and WWE, stuff gets thrown together so quickly. Yeah. Buddy Murphy, or Murphy, Seth Rollins, that's a, there's a lot more story. There's a lot more there that's been put into it. To me, this is a match where I think if they had a live crowd, if there had been live crowds, they could have, you know, to me it's like they'd be get, I'd like to think that this would have been booked and they would have reacted in a way that they would have got a lot more behind Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that would have helped him more yeah. versus kind of the Thunderdome. So that's, you know, when we talk about how a, a crowd can make a difference in terms of how guys are getting over, how people are reacting, and whatnot. I think this is one of the, the true indications because there's a lot, like for especially by WWE standards, there's a lot invested here. This isn't something that just came together two weeks ago, right? Like this is already going a couple months. Yeah. So I, to me, it could have been more. I would like to think there would have been more had there been a crowd there. Yeah. Um, the the whole Mysterio thing, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, what else was there? What else? Did we do? What else was towards the end here? So I missed uh, the first part. Roman's consequences. Oh, uh, Roman. What I liked about that, and and I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to give as a high point, but what I like about that was uh, bringing in the brother. And mm-hmm. using yeah. him like that to that me. That was cool. Yeah. Like, and it, and it, it's funny because it, it didn't dawn on me, but I like, it just it kind of threw me off as I'm, yeah. as they go to it. And he's got the, you know, he's got the uh, yeah. bandana over like this. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, oh, okay. Like, are they just pushing that they got like Uso merch? Like they got the Uso bandanas. Like, is that why they're, <laughs> they're doing that? But I, I liked it how, you know, like, oh, I'm sitting here, you know, in the, the tribal thing and this and that. And then it was like, oh yeah, but it's, you know, but I'm my brother's in the ring. Yeah. And I was like, damn, was that, even for Babyface or whatever, that was cool. Yeah. I like that. But you know what I noticed too on that part? And this is just me like noticing these little nitpicky things. Because yeah. ever since they started this feud and Roman wanted to be called the tribal chief, and then that one scene, the one match actually, where he kept just yelling at him to say, call me the tribal chief, call me the tribal chief. Yeah. And Jay wouldn't. Jay just yeah. did not call him that. And then when Jimmy came in, he goes, all right, all right, you're the tribal chief, you're the tribal chief. And then, but Jay still never called him that. And then yeah, in yeah. this promo, he called him in the beginning, the tribal chief. So then yeah. I was, you know, just a little bit of a thing like that. I was, I didn't yeah. notice right away. So I'm not saying that I did, but I just yeah. noticed that afterwards. I was like, ah, that's actually, a, yeah. I'd well, like even more. 
I like. Yeah, his- as soon as he said that, I was like, "That's Jimmy." Yeah. As soon as he said it, I'm like, that, "Because that that that's how they're going with this." And I said, "This is the best story they got going right now." Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of the actual consequences. I get it. They should have it that they should just have it that he needs to join them, the brothers, like we said. They need to join Roman's faction, yeah. but do not say that you're banned from the family because that's not like is that yeah. realistic, really? Yeah, like come yeah. on. Um, those that family's so big, you could sneak into yeah. one of those things, anyways. No one's gonna <laughs> I know. Like one of them, anyway. So I could. Even there you go. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, can I just? Oh, sorry, I, sorry. Can I just, one thing, and I, just because we're talking about this now with Roman, and, and I, I don't know, if this is gonna take away too much. But earlier talking about Brock, and if Brock comes back and goes on to, uh, you know, to, to face mm-hmm. Drew or whatever, yeah, why couldn't you have Paul Heyman looking after both Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar? I'll tell you why. Because with Brock Lesnar, he grew so stale that I started to hate him. When he's with Roman, he reinvented himself, which I didn't think he was possible for Paul Heyman. Yeah. I thought Paul Heyman was out to pasture yeah. after yeah, this yeah. last run with Brock. So yeah. I don't think you want that old version of Paul Heyman back. This new version of him where he will step to you and he'll say whatever he wants to you. But when it comes to Roman, he's just like, is this okay? Can I do this? Very subservient. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I really appreciate how Paul Heyman – if you bring Brock back, it's just going to – he's going to have to go – he has to carry Brock, you know. That's why I said if yeah. Brock does come back – let Brock just be an ass-kicking machine. Doesn't need to talk. Doesn't need yeah. anybody talking for him. He just goes, goes in there and kicks ass and takes names. Fair enough. Fair Plus, enough. you got to remember, too, AJ Styles is on Raw. And AJ is right. yeah. <laughs> um, Overall, I gave SmackDown uh, 1.5 this week. Not the best at all. Not, all right. so, so you ready for mine? <laughs> 1.67. 1. 1.68. Ah! <laughs> Um, All right, it is now time for Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Currently, Raw and NXT are tied with 11 to SmackDown 6 or 6, SmackDown's 5. Wishful thinking there. Um, For me, it's uh, hands down, it is NXT over Raw and SmackDown. SmackDown was the worst of all the shows. I'm going NXT, Raw, and SmackDown this week. Tony? Well, I'm going to throw the reins over to to andy because i'm in a little pickle here and remember i said in the beginning you know to try to remember what my ratings were and i have raw at a a 1.68 i got smackdown at a 1.68 and i got nxt at a 1.66 well i have elio's uh, picks here um elio's picks was uh smackdown again i think he's drinking again he put smackdown (laughs) NXT and Raw on the bottom. Wow, really? Yeah, and NXT yeah. is the middle, and he has SmackDown on top. So, what is it that you're gonna go with? Because uh, Andy don't watch NXT. He didn't watch yeah, NXT. but as, as far as for the two, though, I I think for this yeah. past week, I would probably and again, I you know I missed part of SmackDown, but I think uh, I would probably give a slight edge to SmackDown. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow, man. This is hard for me because, like I said, I got them all tied. I, I will throw, I will throw SmackDown at the bottom. Okay, yeah. I'll throw SmackDown last. I will do that because there was some that we I think we discussed a lot of the low points on SmackDown. 
that we did yeah. on the other shows. Um, but as far as Raw and NXT, you know what? I think I'll I'll lean more towards NXT because I think the story overall between all of them was better yeah. than all the shows. And what I mean by that is, and one thing we did not touch is the match with uh, Jack, uh, Jake Atlas, Adonis, and Swerve versus Delgado de Fantasma. That was yeah. a good match. I didn't score it high, though. I gave yeah. it a two. But that one part, I tell you, we didn't talk about it. I think it was Adonis. He did that uh, backflip and into the DDT thing, whatever he did. Yeah. And out into the outside. I was like, holy shit, I was impressed with that. So um but I did have I think I have a couple more threes on NXT than I do uh Raw. So I will go NXT. All right. So NXT is gonna go ahead 12 to Raw's eleven to SmackDown's five. Ladies and gentlemen, be sure to tune in next week as we go yeah. and continue with our Raw vs. SmackDown vs. NXT and our Wednesday Night Delight AEW vs. NXT. Speaking of AEW, AEW vs. WWE or WWE vs. AEW or Intergalactal Explanation, whatever the fuck <laughs> TJ says over there on Global. We have this week, and Andy, you can either join us today and make your pick today, or you can hold off and, and wait until uh, next week. We're going to have WWE's Ricochet versus mm. AEW's Ray Phoenix. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. And now I'm going to throw this out to you. One. I came up with that one because oh, I'm, 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 I'm crazy. I'm going to tell you this. And I'm going to tell you this. They did fight each other in Lucha on the Ground in 2015. Oh, so if you guys want to go back and check it out, I actually watched it today. It's a great match. It's exactly what you expect it to be. Um, but if I have to select one over the other, whoo, this is fucking difficult, man. I, I don't even, whoo, who do you go with here? <laughs> this is probably the hardest one we've ever had. I, you know, I thought the Usos Young Bucks was difficult. Yeah. This is harder. This, this is, is harder. way harder. This is harder. Yeah. You're right. Um, Ricochet, a.k.a. Prince Puma, is fucking badass wherever you put him mm. on the planet. He was just amazing. Ray Phoenix, Lucha Underground, um, AEW. You want me to go so that way you can still – Yeah, go ahead because this is <laughs> – Well, no, because I'm thinking because the, the accolades that you're saying right now. But, man, this one by, by no means – like I was stuck even when you mentioned it until like – literally five seconds ago and i said you know what no this is my pick i i have to go with ray phoenix okay i would have to go with ray phoenix on this one and only because uh, nothing against ricochet i mean he could easily win too he can but i think ray phoenix has a, a just a little bit of an edge and it's not it's not a blowout either way for basing on my decision again same thing it would be 51 49 and i give it to ray phoenix all right, Andy. Do you want to save it for next week, or you want to? <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's leave it over the cliffhanger. No, no. You know what? Because I don't know that my my opinion will change that much, and and it's kind of similar to, you know, to what Tony says. It's to me, you know, you, you can call it fifty one forty nine. You can call it uh, flipping the coin. Yeah. It just depends on what day it is. Yeah. Um, and I've seen more of Ricochet than Ray Phoenix, but what I see in Ray Phoenix, like 
damn. Um, <laughs> yeah. My other thing, my other thing is, is you know, especially obviously, there's so much WWE programming. Yeah. And I don't just mean watching the shows. I just mean you know WWE style. WWE just you know. So to me, there's there's still more character behind Ricochet. So I mean, I try to put like if I'm putting yeah. everything in. Um, <sighs> and I'll tell you this, Andy. I'll tell you this. They've watered down Ricochet in WWE. Oh, and, and I not that I've seen a lot of his past, but I know enough, and I've yeah. seen. I, I absolutely. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm gonna say Ray Phoenix as well. Okay. But I'm gonna go fifty point five to forty nine point five. Yeah. Wow. Like that. Like like I said, it is yeah. This is I like you had time to think. Yeah, for me, this is just like <laughs> when I picked the the Usos over the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. I picked it fifty point one to forty nine point nine. Um, yeah, yeah. This is very similar. And I'm going to go – and I think I convinced myself when I said to Andy that they watered Ricochet down in WWE because yeah. Ricochet, oh, my fucking God, Don't what he's Ricochet done with – no go. Yes, and the thing the – And thing, imagine him. Well, oh. uh, obviously they already had it, but just imagine right now. Right now, yeah. Because yeah. what they did in 2015, as great as it was, I seen what Ricochet did with Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? Ricochet. Go Ricochet. With, with that, I'm going with Ricochet. Cool, cool. I, I will say, and again, I don't, you know, nowadays I don't watch as much as you guys. I don't see as much, whether it's NXT, Lucha Underground, or all that stuff. Yeah. And, and if I'm wrong on this, correct me, but I, I'm pretty sure it this was. And, this, and it's, it's something like this that, that's, that's funny. I'm saying it sticks out, but yet I'm not totally sure of my memory. Was it not in NXT? Was it with Velveteen Dream or something like that where he was part yeah. way up the ramp and yeah. Ricochet did the thing, he did like the big flip, landed and like boom, and like one shot. Like to me, that is one of the most BMF things ever. It is. Because yeah. you know, you can you can practice that, but again, there's nothing like that live crowd, that live you know, Hell yeah. in that moment. You know, we talk about uh, wrestling and being like live theater, you know, comparing it to regular theater and not being able to make mistakes. To make a mistake on like live theater like on broadway or something you know you can yeah. have a slip up like that meh yeah. to slip up something like that you know even to stumble just a little bit I mean, that's yeah. like that's like the olympics that's like sticking yeah. a landing perfect for a 10 out of 10 yeah holy man and it's yeah. funny though that you mentioned that because i did a little video on that i posted it on our on the facebook page where uh rick Ricochet was doing that flip and i paused it mid-flight and then I, you know, shows uh, Velveteen Dream's face. And I said, at this point, uh, Velveteen Dream knew he fucked up. And then it yeah. went on with the rest of the flip. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that yeah. was, man. That, Because, yeah. I so, mean, that's not, that's not just from, like, the top rope to down here. Yeah, like, no. that's like, you know, you're shooting 10, 12 feet or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, on a ramp. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Olympics, it's flat. You got a nice flat mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's I, yeah, sure. I, even now saying that's almost making me go like the 50.5. Like, <laughs> let's just move on because I my mind's gonna explode. So, guys, we're gonna leave this up to the global guys next week. They're gonna make their picks on Friday's show. We're gonna leave it up to you, the listeners. We're gonna put up the poll tomorrow night uh, Ricochet versus Ray Phoenix, WWE versus AEW. Um, you know what? I may even post up the link of the Lucha Underground match of 2015 yeah, for you guys to check out. It's 
It's a great match. Prince Puma versus Ray Phoenix. You're not going to be disappointed. Tony, Post that NXT flip, man. Post that NXT yes, flip while you're I at will. it. <laughs> Tony, we got uh, Hell in a Cell predictions. Let's get into it, man. And there's only five matches, unless they'll add a couple. So this will be quick. So this is the WWE Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Uh, make sure you guys tune in to check that out. And then, of course, we have the Aftermath show, yes. uh, which we're going to do. And uh, just a quick rundown on that, too. So, all right. These are not in order, so don't don't kill me. Uh, but I have Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Andy, who are you going for on this one? Especially after I, I everything think, that happened. Uh, yeah, I, I think Elias needs to get the win just coming back. Yeah. You know, whether it, – it's it's a weird – this this feud this whole setup here is kind of weird for me in the sense that it's it's kind of like one of those old school things you know where when when tag team partners would have a disagreement or something like that and it's like mm-hmm. man i was like oh you bumped into me oh you pushed me well no no let's just go just go watch the video and it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. that with you know with this where it's like yeah. well no why can't you just go back and, but i mean that's part of the heel thing of you know mm-hmm. this is the thought you're not going to waver you're justified so it eh, but well, I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I still think Elias needs to get the win. He does. He does. Rick, who you got? I got to go with Elias. I, like I said, I've been over Hardy since his return. Um, <laughs> I know why they're pushing Jeff Hardy like this, because they want to keep him away from AEW. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I got to go with Elias on well, this he one. He did resign, too. So, But, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think Elias got to have this win. But I do think they need to start closing out that little story about who hit him with the car. So yeah, and I think that. we'll get it this weekend, if but, not Monday, hopefully. by uh, the hacker. Yeah, so uh, the new match that they added onto the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, The Miz versus Otis for the Money in the Bank suitcase. Rick, who you got? I got to I gotta go with Otis. I, I don't want to see The Miz win that briefcase. It's bad enough Otis has it. I don't want to see The Miz win it. Uh, as long as Otis wins, I don't – like, I, I can't – I don't want Miz to win it. Right. That, he doesn't need it. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Andy, who you got? Uh, I'll go with Otis just for the fact that, it, you know, in part, like Rick just said, uh, Miz doesn't need it. Yeah. And secondly, I really want to see <laughs> the warped kind of thing in me wants to kind of see how WWE is going to get themselves out of it. That's yeah. True. And, I, and I hope that this isn't it. Yeah. No, I agree with you. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Otis. But they got to stop with this already with Otis. I'm, I'm talking about the whole thing with him and, and being in trouble with the lawsuit or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's just getting out of hand. Um, Hell in the Cell match, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Andy, who you got on this one? Uh, I'd like to see – I don't know. Like, for me to say, I'd, like, I'd like to see Bailey go over, but I don't know where to suggest where uh, Sasha is going to go from here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I mean, you know, what yeah. do we see someone else? Like, do we see uh, who were we talking about earlier that's come back but hasn't come back? Uh, Carmella. Yeah. You know, do we start Carmella or maybe does Charlotte make a return or something? Yeah. You know, who knows? Yeah. But uh, keep it going with Bailey still. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm going to I'm going to stick with Bailey. Um, for me, like I said, I, ju- I just really think they dropped the ball on this with the, the feud between Bailey and Sasha Banks. Um this is something they could have waited till SummerSlam. I mean, uh, WrestleMania. Sorry. Yeah, my sorry. Just to go back, and this is—I I think I shared this thought on one of the other shows. But the only thing that makes me wonder about why they made this happen now, like they did, is just with the Mandalorian coming out, and that Sasha oh, Banks is yes. going to be in the Mandalorian. Yes. 
So maybe they, whether it's a promotional thing, whether it's a baby face Mm -hmm. thing or something, you know, that's why we were talking about the fantasy booking. It's like, it's never just black and white. Right. So yeah, that's I, uh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. So you know, having said that, maybe that's something that they, they put the title on her so that when the Mandalorian comes out, hey, here's, you know, WWE Women's Champion Sasha Banks, who's going to be on the Mandalorian. Yeah. Who knows? Wow, I didn't think about that. Rick, who you got? Well, obviously, I was going to pick Sasha. So Sasha Banks. <laughs> 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 no, um, but I do want Sasha to win. Uh, I think uh, Bailey's run has run its course. Uh I wish they would have fought at Royal Rumble or WrestleMania, um, but we're going to get it now. And I don't think – like, I, I've been saying this for a long time now. They've been Herbin, Sasha, and you know what? You can't make her go 0-3 against the other horsewomen. She has to beat somebody. Let it be Bailey. Let them put on a fucking show that they did just like at the Barclays mm-hmm. Center. Yeah, I'm I hope they with, do. I really going hope with they do. Sasha. Uh, now one of the main events, Roman Reigns. Actually, we'll do Drew McIntyre versus Orton and Hell in the Cell, Rick. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna go with Orton. I don't think Brock is coming back. Um, I think it's gonna be Orton, uh, defeating uh, McIntyre. I, I don't want to say clean. I'm sure he'll find some dirty tactic to win. Oh, um, man. you can't have him lose three times in a row. Like that, that, that can't happen. Yeah. Um, so Orton's going to get that W 14 time champion. Well, it's funny you said that, but I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre. I think they're going to do away with this. Something, something for Gazy is going to happen in this match. I have a feeling and I have to do with the fiend. Um, being that they're trying to push the fiend as a, a baby face, it might be against Orton. So maybe they'll yeah. do the Orton and the fiend uh, rematch. You know, because they had the feud back then. So I'm going to stick with Drew McIntyre retaining. Andy, who you got? Uh, it, it wasn't as tough as, or sorry, it was a little tougher than I was thinking. Because as Rick was mentioning, the whole, uh, you know, you're not going to have Orton, you know, get beat three times. Yeah. To me, at this point in his career, that's not going to affect Randy Orton. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, and, and, you know, when you talk about something with The Fiend, I, I kind of like that idea. Um. I, I agree with you. I'll go with uh, Drew, but there's obviously going to be some shenanigans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something, something crazy. Something crazy. Uh, and the other main event, Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso in an I Quit match. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Roman. They got it. I mean, yeah. But yeah. there's some other things that's going to happen. Yeah. 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 I just for don't sure. know. Something's crazy. So, uh, this is another Listen, one. man. If this is leading – to the bloodline coming together, I'm for it. If this right. is leading to the bloodline coming together and facing off against The Rock at fucking WrestleMania, Roman versus The Rock at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. I am all for it. Mm-hmm. I don't care how long The Rock has been out for. The Rock versus <laughs> Roman, that is a billion-dollar match right there, Oops. man. That is a Oops. match people would want to see. Hell, yeah. Absolutely. You going with the two, Andy, or? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going wrong. Even just aside from that, like, to me, it just, uh, you know, whether whether this is, a like, a placeholder thing or if this is something building into the bloodline thing, to me, this was never a thing for the Usos to win. Yeah. So. No, yeah. But I think – but the story part of this whole thing, though, I like it. I did yeah. like it, even though I did Beautiful. a little this bit about it. Perfect. You know, I just think they went too quick with it, but I'm fine with it now. I yeah. really am. But I think something else is going to happen in this where I still think Jay's going to turn on Jay. Um, Jimmy's going to turn on him. I think so. Yeah. And 
you know, it's going to be one of those deals. So we'll see what happens. Um, that is your WWE Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Man. All right. You know what? It's time for the book. <laughs> Let's go over the book. Those that are new to the show, basically what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happen in the week of wrestling. And all of this is just so we can get a good laugh. We need one in the times like this in this damn pandemic. Um, but you do. You get. You need a good laugh, and this is how we do it. All right. You guys ready? Yes, sir. Yep, yep. Sam Roberts, go fuck yourself. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yo, they're giving him a show. What? They're giving him a show on WWE. Ugh. Yeah, so fuck him even more. <laughs> Liv Morgan's cage wedgie. Now, Andy, are you aware of the Liv Morgan cage wedgie? No, no, I am not. You know what? We're going to have to say <laughs> You have to explain to him what, what why we put that in the book. Because we're perverts? <laughs> so why would it be in the book? Why is it a bad thing? It's because we want to talk about it. We get to talk about it every week. Oh, okay, fair enough. Here's this reason. It was a bit right. chamber, and there was a shot of Liv Morgan leaning up against the cage, and but of course yeah. it's all chain. And, yeah. uh, you know, do the... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So that's why she's in the book. Just so we can, you know, because when you talk about Reminisce. It, then you reminisce. Exactly. So Fair enough. It stays. Uh, coronavirus. Stays. <laughs> stays. Horrible. That's MVP. lifelong member. Uh, yeah, right? It's it probably, will be. Uh, MVP, older brother suit. That stays. He, his, those suits are too big for him. Can he and, fit? Uh, wait, didn't you just post a picture with him, Andy? <laughs> I did. He was, uh, he was, you know what? He was a roommate of mine back in Puerto Rico. And, uh, it's actually funny because one of the, that, that time, uh, a couple of times that I've kind of chatted off and on with him and, and he says like, cause in Puerto Rico with IWA at the time, like I, you know, as a, the longer I was there, I helped bring in the new guys and kind of get them, you know, used to what was what. And, and he would joke every time he'd, he'd see me about how when Subway used to do the stamps and they were actually physical stamps, yeah, like that was kind of like we were kind of joking that those are kind of like the wrestlers' food stamps because the one like the house that we lived in, uh, there was a subway not too far, you know, like a five minute walk down the street or whatever, and uh, you know you go there enough and you build the rapport and then you're the wrestlers and so you buy your sub and instead of getting two stamps sometimes they give you three or four and so we kind of laughed like it was like that was like the the wrestlers' food stamps so that's like one of the memories he has from Puerto Rico it was like yeah it's like man like you're the one that introduced me to like the the subway like the the food stamps kind of thing and it's just <laughs> so, yeah well, still in the book for wearing his <laughs> older brother suits mm-hmm. all right the lone wolf he took, <laughs> out, uh, he took out tj out he took him out last week but he left you in so now that you're here uh now that i'm here <laughs> i'm gonna take andy out all right Take that was out. that. That was for the whole Taz commentary thing. Is that what that was? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah First okay. of all, one of these days, Andy, we will go and tell you why we hate Taz as much as yes. we do. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Uh, Jericho and Khan demo. The demo, God, that stays. Yeah. Lashley's Dookie thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Now, did you see Bianca Belair's stinky yes. fingers? Yes. She oh. had her fingers all up in. Yes. G- uh, Zelina Vega's uh, coochie frito over there. Yeah. The so, coochie death claw? Yeah, yeah big time. Lashley's dookie thumb. It stays? Lashley's dookie thumb stays. It's still up Apollo's butt. Okay. 
Drew's dragon breath. Oh, you, that stays. What? That stays. Dude, take the mic. If you're going <laughs> to... <just, laughs> figure it out, brother. Um, now, now, the one reason, Andy's the reason why we love doing the book is because we do put ridiculous things in there. Yeah. And when yeah. you watch it, then you laugh because you're like, oh, my God, they would just put that in the book. Yes. Time when Drew's on the mic and he goes... <laughs> like that I'm like, Drew, bruh, and I, I laugh I get a good laugh at it uh, WWE's Eye Obsession You know what, they're going to do something with the eye again In the Hell in a Cell that is For true. sure, that got to stay true. Yep um, Roman's Chapas That is Smackdown Bro, yo I'm just like enamored That one scene that was Yeah Oh, oh, oh. I'm just so enamored by how perfect they are. Yeah, and and we we did the we did the value of them, Andy, and it's about yeah. eighty thousand dollars to have teeth like that. So he has a, a house in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's to me that's the equivalent of like Austin Powers with like the mole. Yeah, yes. like, you know, just mm, <laughs> <laughs> look at your teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, Angelo. That that's stays bad on SmackDown. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, no. Oh my God. Uh, Candace's wings stays. That stays. Yeah. The Garganos stays. stays. <laughs> and you know what, Rick? I really hate you because you making me. Well, Rick sore throat. Actually, let me do that. One. That stays. <laughs> and last but not least, and I wish it wasn't on here, but unfortunately, it is. It's Biggie's dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just just because I'm the new guy here, can I throw one on there as sure. a last minute addition? Yeah. Just because, and, and and I'm doing this solely in response. How long have the Garganos been on there? They just made it last week. Yeah. Okay. I was just fed okay. up. So because you're putting the Garganos, just because of the Garganos and part of our earlier conversation this evening, yeah. I would submit to you, gentlemen, that I would like to see the AEW ranking slash win loss ratings go okay. in the book. All right, that's fine. AEW rankings. Yeah. All right, AEW's rankings. You just made the book. Yeah. It's you're right though. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's like why have it? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, Biggie's dick and balls though. Like I was looking at this. Uh, speaking of you know, but I was looking at it. Well, speaking of rankings. <laughs> <laughs> last we had on here. Um, a quote. Put your meat on my meat. We had a quote from Kofi. When he was talking to Big E and he was like, Come on, bro, put your meat on my meat, bro. Put your meat, bro. And we were like, What the hell? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we were still like, What? So we put it in the book and I had to say, Put your meat on my meat every damn episode. So we finally <laughs> took it off just to replace it with Big E's digging balls. Well, and then didn't and okay because I missed the first part of SmackDown. But Rick, didn't you mention something? Was it after the 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 eight man match that Daniel Bryan asked oh, the yeah. Street Profits to fist him or something? Yeah, he asked the, the Street Profits to fist <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> He's like, let me let me fist you guys. <laughs> yeah, let me fist you guys. Jesus tell God. me he did that with a straight face too, please. Tell oh me yeah, he did. He awesome. did. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Um, all right, Kevin. Yo, what made that segment was Kevin Owens was drinking water at the time. So when yeah. he said it's Kevin Owens spit the water, he said, nice. what did you just say? Yeah, it, was, it was really good. Awesome. <laughs> it was. All right, so that is it for the book. That is it for the show, man. It's a big show. Yeah. Um, 
so what we're going to do now, and Andy, this is going to be his first time playing. Uh, right before we sign off into the sunset, we're going to play a song from my playlist. It is the five-second shuffle. And uh, two out of three, you guys got to get. Yes. So between the both of you, um, and uh, it's just a random thing that I do is how we ride off into the sunset until next week. Do we and, yell it out? Do we have a buzzer? What's the? Um, well, yeah, you can yell it out. You can, I'm, right. only gonna get five, I'm only going to play five seconds of it. Okay. okay. So do we I, have to wait for the whole five seconds to play? No. no. Okay. No. Okay. But I'll, I'll stop it at five seconds. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah, so like I said, it's just like we ride off into the sunset until next week where we give you the results. Oh, actually, no, we're not going to give you the results. We'll have – we'll be back on Aftermath on Sunday night for the WWE Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. With that being said, I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with the third wheel. Is he even there? I don't know. Is he frozen? Yeah, he is frozen. He broke with out. the third wheel, Rick Serrano the third. There you go. Good replacement. And the lone wolf. Andy Anderson, baby. All right. Love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see y'all next week. All right. We ready? I don't know if he's there. Well, all right, Andy, you got to get two out of three. All right. Let's see what we can do here. All right. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. Ooh. That sounds like one I should know, and then what I but I can't think of it. And then once you tell me it, I'll be like, oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Well, it's it's a newer a newer talent. Also. Oh, is it? Okay, then yeah. maybe I wouldn't know what it is. Yes. No. What is it? Tony Nice. Okay. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have got that. I was I was thinking more old school, so definitely wouldn't have got that. Ah. Okay. 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 All right. I think Rick's coming back. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. All right. What, what the hell, man? So you, Andy already got hey. one wrong, but we'll start all over. We'll, be, we'll, we'll start. Okay. Off. All right. It was Tony Nice, by the way, that one. It was hard. All right. You ready? Yes, sir. Is that the Dungeon of Doom? No. No. Is, is, that, uh, is that Chris Masters? Nope. I will give a hint. WCW. Is that? Mm -hmm. Had a relationship is, with Miss Elizabeth. Macho Man. Lex Luger. Ooh, yeah. Rick Luger. Uh, yeah, he got had that, that one wrong, yeah. Rick Serrano the third. All right, yeah. one nothing. Here we go. Oh, Neville. What'd you say? Is that Neville? No. No. Nope. Oh, I <laughs> all the newer stuff, I'll be like old school, but all the newer stuff. Well, well this is no old school. Is it? It's old school, but he's currently wrestling now with a different theme music and on Raw. Uh, yep. Randy Orton? No. Nope. Rick, you want to guess? MVP? Nope. Bobby Lashley. That was his old. Uh, oh. That was his old. Nothing? Really? Nope. Nothing. All right. Last one. I think uh, uh, Andy's got one. Rick, you got nothing. Yeah. You need yep. this one to tie. If you tie, then we'll do a tiebreaker. Yeah. Hide and right. Hide and right. Hide and right. I was like, y'all didn't get it after the first one? All right, this is a tiebreaker. I'm going to do something else. It's Sam Greco. Okay. Sam Greco. That, that was awful. Yeah, sorry. Alex Wright? Who? Alex Wright? No. You know what? I'll, I'll do the big booty man. Oh, jeez. Oh, the big booty man. That was stupid. All right. That, we'll get it. We'll get it. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Gangrel. The Brood. Oh, the Brood. Yeah. The Brood. Yeah. Gangrel. <laughs> Probably one of the best entrants. Yes. And of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. All time. yeah all I time. agree. I agree. You don't own the rights. Miguel Cole, adios. I got about him too. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.